tonight, second place finisher. Plenty of fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terror Boards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with, talk to. I, I really like them. <laughs> going on out there it's a turn two terrible podcast i am here with chris and jeremy zarfos thanks for coming out uh we got a lot to talk about this week we got daytona a shit show of a race that was um the playoffs and we got a big dirt week to recap and we also will recap the dob nationals and talk a little bit about the pre-race show we did on thursday as well um so as you can see we're without josh uh, something came up at the last minute. He probably won't be on the podcast for a little bit as he's got some uh, overseas tra travel to do and everything. So, Josh, we wish you were here with us. Missed you, buddy, already. Um, yeah, yeah right. it's gonna be. You're gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll be. Uh, he'll be out till probably mid October. So he's gonna miss a good chunk of the playoffs that we know Chris loves. So I love the playoffs so much. <laughs> Um, how are you guys so doing? Truex. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a lot better if I wasn't fighting you all day over trivial tinfoil Sirius XM listener nonsense. All day. You're not fighting me. I'm just giving you the common yeah, fault. Well, you're devil advocate nonsense. Yes. You should call Dave Moody with that shit. Leave me alone. Where do you think I hear that you have this half-baked shit from? <laughs> if you heard it on that show, it's definitely tinfoil hat. Oh, like. Yeah no knowledge of actually what's happening going on and then you bring it here yeah like don't, let's don't bring that here i didn't bring it here i just hey not yet we're just getting started. <laughs> we not know yet. we know i don't disagree with all of it either so call me tinfoil hat whatever i don't think there's any tinfoil conspiracies really be behind austin dylan i just i guess we're just trying to find a nice way of saying they're stupid yeah that's what i meant <laughs> He does have a TV show on USA Network, and they oh, were here. We go. They were, they were, stop it! Just stop it! We're not even engaging in your right, nonsense. Let's get into it. Let's get it. Let's, <laughs> let's get right into it, Daytona. I just heard this. That's how I know where you're going with it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, Austin Dillon wins a wild race where only five cars did not get into a wreck. Um, you had rain. It got pushed from Saturday to 10 a.m. Sunday. Um, after. Chris was gracious enough to give me a ride back to my car <laughs> at Lincoln after a wild Saturday night. Uh, I got to listen to pretty much most of this race on the way home. And then by the time I got home, it was raining again. I got to take a little nap and then it restarted again. I'm glad that they got the entire thing in. 
But uh, a lot of playoff implications, a lot of wrecked race cars. Austin Dillon somehow walks away with the win. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think about it? It was about as I expected. I was excited for it, and it was as disastrous as I thought it would be. Um, people doing dumb shit when they didn't need to, really for no reason. I mean, I don't know why some of the things happened the way they did. When they did, they weren't – you're not getting into the playoffs or out of the playoffs so – on any lap but the last one so like to to have accidents or wrecks or i mean every single one of them was just dumb like except the rain one like that's and that was not on the drivers right. um no but it, it played out the way i think we all hoped it would as far as drama there with martin and ryan and and austin you know like austin's not leading they're both in someone else wins they are one of them's out so um it, it is kind of a shame that there were that many cars torn up that I can't even say that because, I mean, Blaney was torn up from the start, just hung in there all day. Any other time, they would have just parked that car and went home, right? Been on a flight out of town. So, you know, kudos to them because they had to. Martin tried to hang on the best he could and lost the draft. It kind of sucks that it came down to, like, how fast your wrecked race car was. Um because if Martin has a good car there, he's the best car on the track, oh, probably. Yeah, um, I think as far as experience and, and speed, but like, it's what we thought it would be. Um, it's it, what it's it set up to be. Every lap, I mean, it really did. But, but Chris, yeah. I mean, I think like the race is Daytona. They're gonna do things, especially in a situation where if you win, you're in, and we get down when the rain was coming, even though you could see it coming to the track, the race. It was going to get rain. It was just a matter of when. Um, I think to go back to what Jeremy was saying with Ryan Blaney, why were you in that situation to be in the first crash? You had no reason to be. You had All you had to do was finish top 20. You're going to have a boring day. I mean, they got lucky that that car even still rolled. He and is, then once that happened... You said that he was going for stage points, which did matter. It would have mattered to lock it up, but at what cost? Because he just got no stage points and had to hang on for dear life when he could just rode back there and watched it play out. I mean, that's not the play, that's not the way I would have went if I was him, with the, yeah. the advantage he had. Yeah. Um, with what's the Kurt Busch leaving, and then on the flip side, once that happens, why is Truex up there? Like, what are you doing, man? <clears throat> like, you he did the same exact thing at the end of the stage two, to put himself yeah. in a bad spot. It's like you literally just gave it all back to him. And they both got. I mean, Truex kind of got more unlucky by that big crash taking twenty cars out that get twenty free spots for Blaney, but still, just like why would you put yourselves in that situation? Like early, Truex needed to. Blaney did not. He has to just counteract whatever Martin Truex does. Mm-hmm. Um, but the race as a whole, it's Daytona. Super speedway racer, man. The guys you thought would be up there got there at some time or another and paid the price. Cindric, I mean, he won the Daytona 500, got there. He was he was up there most of the day, too. In and out, long thing like that. So, I mean, it wasn't all luck. But outside of him and Dylan, at the end, yeah, those guys, you see where the money makers are stay in the back half of the field the whole race and finish top 10 but yeah that's that's daytona yeah daytona talladega and now atlanta it's kind of all turning in the same style of racing which it's been this style for years really i mean it's not anything new uh we know what happens but usually we're used to maybe just one big one and there was really just one big one but because of rain but there was a couple other wrecks um you know just what can you expect? I think they were racing. I don't think you see that big one 
until maybe 10 to go if the rain wasn't coming. I mean, they were pushing hard every lap just because of it, you know. Got D.O.B. up in the chat right here. Jay-Z, look alive. I know you want to talk about that sweet Brett Marks pick behind you and not nap car. <laughs> I mean, a little I bit. But, you know, I wish that race was a little more exciting with more cars at the end to have a good finish. You know, I think mm -hmm. we all knew what Austin was going to do. He was going to do anything he had to do right there. Right. Didn't matter if he had people behind him or not. And Cedric knew he was a sitting duck. Right, um, no teammates. Right. I mean, it, it kind of played out. I, I thought it was just going to be done in rain, but and you know, as I sat and thought, I'm like, man, they do have all day, and they still have lights. It's only Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. As long as they saw a window where they could get the rain to stop, they were going to race that race. And I'm glad they did. Like, I, I mean, I've never rooted for Cody Ware to do anything positive in this life, and I was like, there for it. The car's clean, and you know, even Cody Ware could take a perfectly clean car and go backwards uh, at Daytona. So uh, <laughs> it was exactly how I thought it was going to go. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but, you know, I, moving on. I mean, honestly, yeah. like, it, it was kind of anticlimactic after the rain, in my opinion. Like, that I didn't think it was bad. I, I don't know. The players were gone. Like, yeah, there's no, and there's enough cars to build energy. Right. There was. I thought the, I, see, I thought that racing was kind of okay for, for the amount of cars that were there. Because right. you did have a couple lead changes I guess and everything. It, came back to it wasn't too bad. But which it, yeah, cars it was. For more cars. Like, I think that was perfect too. There's not a lot of cars, and the cars that were there, like you have Reddick, Gregson, someone else. That's all RCR basically affiliated. So now it's like, okay. I mean, Noah's going for it, so I'll give him that, and that beard racing car. But Cindric um, had no help whatsoever. And he just kind of takes it out. He's not going to have that wild finish. I mean, it got crazy when Austin Dillon got close to him and kind of jumped sideways. That brought that whole second group up there, and then it was just chaos for a while. And that was fun, but like, well, even that second group, they couldn't figure out like to not have the damaged car at the front of that pack. Like, as soon as Kyle Busch wasn't leading that second pack, they came back to right to him. Mm -hmm. Like, he was trying to lead the pack, and I understand Kyle's like, all right, guys, we got to go here. But his car was damaged, and they started to fall back. And then you saw Martin lost the draft, got to that pack, and they all came, they all came back, and that was because the cars behind them, whichever car was just clean. Yeah. They got into and yeah. finally put a clean car in the front of that pack and caught right back up. If they would have did that a lap or two earlier, I thought we would have saw a really hell of a finish. Probably. Uh, quick opinion. The move that Austin Dillon did on Austin Sendrick, fair or foul? Because there was some there was some debate on this, and I don't know why, because I think it's situational. And it's barely it's barely anything. Situation, I think it's Sendrick fair. wasn't happy about it. Situation, I think it's fair, and I think if you like, after digesting a little bit, what's the last thing Austin Dillon wanted there it was probably a caution, and he damn near got one that would have jumbled that whole thing up. So I don't know, and I think it was just more of how he caught him. It wasn't even intentional; just he was going in there and just caught him in a really bad spot. It made it look a lot worse than it was. I think he had a run and said, "I'm just going to push him to the see what happens here." Whether he pushed him out to a big lead or not, because Cindric said he kept backing up, backing up, and backing up, so he finally backed up. Austin got a run. If he shoves him out there again, let's say ten car lengths, he's going to just drive by him the next time, right? You know, and, I, and that just he got a little bit loose and gone. And I, if anyone makes that more than what it was, they're a fool. Because if you didn't see it coming, you're a fool. So then you want to make something out of it. You're either a Ford fan or you're an Austin Dillon hater, like. That's, that's it. That's the only reason you're like, oh, I'm surprised you did that. Like, get, grow up. We're, we're so you're, call, 
You're calling Austin Centric a fool. Confirmed. Mark it down. He even said. Yeah. <laughs> he even said. I know like, he's in a, a spot there. He said it. Yeah, he said. I know I'm a sitting duck. Well, then play it. But Don't he was. Pissed. He was way more heated I ex- than I expected him to be in his post race. I, like I, I expected him to be upset about not winning. I guess, but he was like he said. Oh, Austin Dillon just moved me. You know what I mean? Like he was. I mean, that had happened. that attitude about it. I don't know. I, I mean, think super speedway racing. I don't think Austin Dillon just like, moved you. Austin Cindric. Fuck him. Blaney, he put in the wall, they're doing a 500. So. Yep. I agree. And look at Austin. He could have easily wrecked himself. He wasn't clear by very much when, when Cindric came back up the track. Dylan, that was actually really close. If you go back and look that at that. That would have been a what an idiot move in a week. <laughs> oh, it would be a totally different conversation. But When BJ you know, McLeod uh, wins because he's the only car still out there with no damage. Oh, I'm here for it. I would have um, been here for that. That would have fought the whole everybody. It would have been great. That would have been great. So Austin Dillon is in. Truex is out. Right, yes, and Ryan Blaney is in, and we're reset. Uh, before we get into playoffs, uh, how about that top ten? You had Landon Castle, you had Cody, where you had BJ McLeod, McLeod, all in the top ten. Someone, you, you, if you were seeing some of the bets on Twitter, oh, yes. someone won a million dollars off a thirteen dollar and forty five cent bet. To have those those guys in the top ten, like wild. This is the type of racing. This is why I think a lot of people like the super speedway racing. One because of the carnage. Let's not let's be real. We're Americans. We like destruction. You know what I mean? That's what I'm not. You know, racing purist Christopher Lynn over here is gonna say, and I get it. I'm with you, but general audience, you know, it's what they like. And then, two, you get a lot of parity with it. You get these guys that run 30th every week to have a shot at the top 10 or even a win. So, shout out to them. I don't know. Good run for them. No, I agree. And I think you see this every time we go to a super speedway at this point. You, you get, you know, uh, Corey LaJoy, you know, Michael McDowell was a surprise for all. Even David Reagan and subpar equipment. Is David Reagan was in the right. So, like, you get those guys and, you know, the two sides of that uh, – I think we've all, I've, as a fan of, I don't like it because they're not more talented that week. Like, it did make these guys more talented to be up there and running. Um, it does equalize the cars more, but I'm not here for participation medals. And hey, you showed up to this race, so when everyone else crashes, you get fourth. I don't like it. It is not pure racing, but, but I think we've, give all them, to, we've all come to, to expect that they're going to destroy 30 race cars. Like, who, you got to give him a little bit of credit. Got to give him a little bit of credit for not for being slow enough to miss all the other ones. Yeah, Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they're not. They're not time, even up there to race. There's still it. certain guys. Obviously, that top ten doesn't have. I would say these guys for the most part, but there's still that other group that's a tier above them that can show up to these races. We saw like the the front row cars get first and second there years ago with Reagan and McDowell. Um, it can be done. That was tandem drafting days, but like these guys. They were only there because they were too slow to be in the wreck. But there is a tier above it where, like, a Corey LaJoy is really good at this style of racing, or a Bubba Wallace is really good at this style of racing. And it does give them their best shot. It does give those guys their best shot. Ricky Stenhouse, um, you know, he's another one of those guys. Even Kislowski, I mean, the performance of their cars wouldn't say, oh, um, he's going to go win Charlotte. But you get put him at put Kislowski in a plate race, he's, he's going to be a competitive car, right? Like, I, I'm in for that. These other guys – 
Right. It's, it's, fantasy. it's fantasy land. They survived. Sure. But, I mean, yeah. good for their teams, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that didn't, didn't necessarily have tournament race cars and have great finishes. You know? And a bunch of money. The thing about it, because yeah. I mean, I know they're still like chartered and stuff, but still, two top tens, no damage. It's a good, it's a good week. They got steaks. Yeah. We're steak and lobsters for dinner, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one more thing before it in the playoffs the rain. Hmm. The, it. it like we said, they were racing hard for the, you know, because they knew weather was in the air. You could see it on TV. You know, some drivers were saying it was raining for two laps before that. The cameras, when they were during the rain delay, they went back and showed some replays. They're showing the laps before. There was no raindrops on any of the cameras or anything. But as soon as they got into that turn, you just saw the rain. What do you expect NASCAR to do there? Did they do anything wrong, basically, is what I'm asking. Yes. And here's why. They saw it coming. You just had an issue at New Hampshire last year. Very similar thing where they set to turn one in the all. The year before that, Harvick's deal. In this case, you could on the one camera shot from NBC, you could see the, the rain right outside the track. You know it's coming. It is imminent. Just stop the race. Especially if you have no intention of calling it there. Like They were pushing to get it done. I get it. But you're still 40 laps to the end. Stop the race. Just suspend it. You have all day. You end up doing it anyway. You know, so now you had to restart the race because you didn't suspend it. You wrecked the whole field. And now it almost feels like more of a waste of time because you have 10 shit cars, a broken Truex, a broken Blaney, and you waited three and a half hours for it. When you could have just stopped 10 laps earlier, you be like, you know what? It's going to hit. Let's just wait it out. Like it's, it's, it's a different mindset, but still. You, you have, they did a Walkins Glen last week, and they had rain tires. If if there's fault, it's in NASCAR's hands. Um, there's a guy to push the button. But I think that there's – they've done this a lot. They've heard people say rain, 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 rain. But who is it coming from? Are they trusted sources? Mm-hmm. And did he hit the button fast enough? Obviously not. You look at the in-car cameras, there's a certain amount of raindrops they can withstand. I think we all agree going 200 miles an hour, a few raindrops looks like a lot of rain. Yes. Now – Look at the in-car cameras of the cars. A little bit on the trial a lot before. No. The wreck was in one or three. It was going in one. Going into one. Maybe it was coming, yeah, trial the lap before maybe. There was a couple, and then you go all the way around. There was nothing, 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 and it's split second. Okay? I don't care if if the guy on the billboard that's a NASCAR worker says rain. He would have had basically no time. Yes. Over at that point. Okay. Yeah. Now I we're not there. None of us were. There's going to be reports from all over the infield, all the know-it-alls that were in Daytona. I was there, and I told NASCAR from the infield with my hand raised that it was raining. Right? Like, okay, NASCAR, what do you what do they do? And NASCAR has had a history of screwing this up. Yep. Totally on board. They caused Harvick a championship, in my opinion, right. that year. Right. But sitting there watching what I did get to see, it happened happened so fast. Right. And the spotters knew. The spotters were talking about it. Hey, we think it's here. We think it's here. Do not lift. Where you, yeah. What are they going to do? They got to be leading when it does happen. Mm-hmm. If it does, if if it never does, and it never happens, and Justin Haley backs out of that, and goes to fourteenth. What's he supposed to do? Right. Like, what are they supposed to do? All every that whole field was going to go in there as hard as they could, whether until the yellow flag came out. Right. Uh, and I, like, I, and I think part of that too is on NASCAR also. When that rain fell. Did not every one of us, including probably everyone in Daytona, think that was the end of that race? We're not going to wait. 
any amount of time beyond rather quick. So the drivers, if they would have said that morning, we're going to run this thing in its entirety, no matter when the rain comes, because you knew it. I think they that don't changed need to that mindset. That. They but don't should, need to say that. They, they are there. Change the mindset a little bit. No, they don't they need to say that because they, they had all day to get that race in. They are going to try to get every single lap in. They don't need to go and remind everybody of that, not in my opinion. And they may have at the driver's meeting again. There's a lot we don't know sitting here. Right. If saying. there's any fault of anybody, it would be on NASCAR if they actually got a trusted source, knew it, said it, mm -hmm. didn't do anything. I don't believe that's the case because no. I know that it's Daytona. They don't really try to screw around with rain at Daytona going 200 miles an hour. But they were dodging they it all running. Right. And really, I mean, again, none of us were there to get how fast the reports came or what it was or if they're using visuals. They could see it raining off the corner in turn one for probably an hour. They could see it raining or for 10 minutes because it moved in from from that side. And then the ones I was showing you guys in our in our the radar things from the in the discord, the ones that were right along the coast that were hugging the track by a few blocks mm -hmm. all afternoon. They yep. could have seen that all afternoon, but it didn't a drop at the yeah. track. If they would have, if they would have went by the radar all day, they would have never have gotten more than never lapsed. Yeah, they would maybe halfway, maybe. Yeah, maybe called races and sent everybody home, and who mm -hmm. knows was leading at that point. So the fault would definitely lie because it sucks that it happened. Mm -hmm. It would lie with NASCAR, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess the 2020 vision, the stories are going to come out over time that maybe this isn't over, mm -hmm. but I don't know if they mess around with Daytona with rain. Yeah, the only thing I could think of that they could have done differently was maybe throw a yellow, since it was so close. Maybe the lap or right, two something before. like that. Yeah, but so just a slow down just, for the Yeah, but they were dodging all day. Yeah, and, so, and some yeah, and and for how hot and humid it is, and right. it was raining for the first twenty laps, but it was never reaching the track. You know, it was maybe getting to their windshield. It wasn't doing anything to wetten the track, so it could have did the same thing. You don't know. It was just sporadic. Isolated I weather. I saw on Twitter somewhere talking about the Charlotte or the Daytona road course last year where they threw the caution they wanted to go because they thought it was raining or mm -hmm. and then nobody fit it. So it, it's the other side. They threw the caution and like, well, why'd you do that? So, I mean, it's give and yeah, take. Exactly. But They're, I think the road course is obviously different than the yeah, pack but, that Daytona three wide and the but, different but, ones, but same idea. They were in a no win situation there and they did what they could to try to get the race. And it sucks that a lot of cars were. Um, Tore up, and I and I do think, I do think you're you're right to an extent, Chris. Where it's like, you know what, we should probably you know, driver safety, man. You know, somebody those are some hard licks. Yeah, I mean, nobody's talking about how Stenhouse was basically on top of Almirola. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like up and over, and God knows where. You know, and, and so it, they were. It was a hard wreck, and you you probably want to avoid that at all costs if you can, even if that means running five or six pace laps to see if it's going to rain. Um. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe they learn from it and get better. I don't think they did anything inherently wrong. I just, you know, they were in yeah, a bad position. It wasn't maybe. egregious and obvious, but and that, it was a lot of rain in a very, very quick amount of time. Mm -hmm. That like super sudden. So the only thing they could really do is be more air on the side of caution. Say, hey, it rains right outside the track. Let's just let's chill into turn one, right? Cause mm -hmm. I come into the line there or something. For sure. I mean, they could have always done that, not put these guys at risk, but I don't think they knew they were putting them at risk by doing it. So by leaving it, letting it go. Right. And I thought was now we do know that in that situation, I mean, you learn from it. That's how they've gotten this safe over the years was learning from past things. This is now a trend, in my opinion. So let's do something different next time. Even if it's annoying at that time, the yeah. next time. 
And when they do air on the side of caution and people complain about it, just point to this. Right. You point to this, yeah, you yeah, point yeah. to New Hampshire, right. say this is why we did it. All right, let's get into the playoffs then. As we already talked about, Ryan Blaney gets into the playoffs. Truex does not, thanks to Austin Dillon winning. Let's take a look at the standings going in and give some kind of predictions going into it. We are going to do this with Josh. Since Josh isn't going to be here for a few weeks, we really want to get his outlook on all the playoffs. But we're going to do it anyway. So taking a quick look at the standings, how this is this is a reset now for the top 16. Um, you have Chase Elliott with a good cushion. Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, they're pretty safe, I would say, into the next round unless something catastrophic happens. Uh, fifth through eighth, even Kevin Harvick. I mean, they're kind of – really, from 5th down to 16th, there's only there's less than 10 points separating these guys. It's 10 spots. It's tight. There is no gimmies here. Um, going into the first three races, the first three races are Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol. So let's go around. Looking at this out is, who are your first four out? Who wants to go first? I All right, know. cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was, it was a stare down. Had, we probably had the same. We probably had the same four. Like, you think so? I don't Go know. Ahead. Do you need me to put the graphic back up? I yeah. can't. I'm gonna take a picture of it. I don't have it handy. All right. I have mine memorized. Oh. <laughs> I could go first if you want. No, go, it sounds like whatever. he's ready to go. Go ahead, buddy. Cindric's out. Bowman's out, Dylan's out, Briscoe's out. I, I, well, those are pretty much almost no brainers. In the first round, that's what we're talking about, right? In the first round, in the first yeah. round. So we have Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol. Yeah, there's no gimme. Yes, <laughs> no. Driver tracks. Hmm. Um, Cindric. Bowman, because I don't think Bowman. I mean, he's just been. Yeah, awful. they've been struggling bad. Um, where's William Byron been? Anybody seen him lately? He was running up there and he got wrecked. Every time uh, front, he gets wrecked. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. much. That's kind yeah, of what Watkins Glen. Yeah, I mean, he... he hasn't. He hasn't had the Chase Elliott or Larson speed in the Hendrick camp, but he has been faster than Bowman, and he has had some crappy luck. Yeah, but I, I do agree, he's on. He's he's in a danger zone there. Okay, so my hot take is um, Bowman, Cindric, Ryan Blaney, and William Byron. Wow. You really think Dylan Dylan makes it to the next round? I think he can point his way in, and and all it takes is a DNF by a guy you don't think. And we have Darlington and Bristol. Okay, a mile and a half. We'll see. Okay, a mile and a half. Kansas. Oh, uh, you know what? It would have to be a part failure, right? But Mm -hmm. Darlington and Bristol. Look at that, Darlington and Bristol. Yeah, right. My so thought was those guys would be the DNFs in those races. <laughs> the ones I mean, I took. <laughs> well, and listen, I think that's the consensus among everybody. But I'm right. not here to play it by the rules and and do it the same way. I I think if you look at the history of this and, and the season, they're the the least performing consistently cars. Yeah, but now this is about wins and finishing races. And it doesn't take and, much as I.E. Kevin Harvick at Texas that year with the rain. Mm-hmm. One race. 
It's all it takes. Done. And, and the odd man out. And you got to have consistently good finishers. You got to be top ten, pretty much. So right. if we have Austin Dillon in the next three races goes twelfth, twelfth, and twelfth, and you have William Byron goes sixth, eighth, and DNF. Depends on stage points too, doesn't it? I mean, they have playoff nine, points too that can carry over. They're nine room. points. They're nine points apart. They're right? nine points apart. Yeah. Right. Like you get right. Austin I mean, Dillon twelfth, William Byron thirty eighth. Right. So it doesn't take much for a guy other than Elliot Logano, Chastain, and Larson probably. Doesn't take much, and you've seen Kevin Hart wreck at Texas and take and not be on to the next round. I was gonna, so, I was gonna, I was gonna float that out there with how much shit Ross Chastain has gotten into this year. I could, I could totally see him getting into you, somebody who, at Bristol. Who, who are your four? Who are your four? You didn't go yet. Dylan, Cindric. Briscoe. And Bowman, I guess you're same. I was gonna, I was gonna put Christopher Bell in there, but I was just gonna say I'm biased. I, I looked at that one too. Um, I, here's the, the other first thing. round's the I, easy. The only, the only, the only, the only reason something happens like Jeremy yeah. says. The only reason I'm very hesitant on Briscoe is because I think he's pretty decent at Darlington, and I think he'll have a shot at Bristol. I was thinking the exact same thing. Briscoe and Bristol, it can happen, right? I, I mean, it's track position. I don't know the qualifying, whatever. But he's, he's been too mistake prone. I agree. Months, like early in the year when he was up there every week, and kind of I guess the Bristol dirt race when things kind of turned for him, he went for it. I mean, I guess he won after that or before that. Either way, he went for it, and ever since then he hasn't been the same guy. And I don't know. It could just be overanalyzing it, but Harvick's no. improving. You're analyzing it right. <laughs> one thing that we're all in agreement on though it seems like because right now if you let points st as they stand going into this daniel suarez would be on the chopping block but we're all in agreement that he he's makes been the most consistent crowd. guy he has speed he's actually looked better than chastain the last few weeks in my opinion yeah not just because chastain's he's top everybody. 10 every week he just doesn't always have the finishes which is what matters at the end don't get right. me wrong i, I like but, suarez his cars at all three tracks i mean yep and the whole chastain thing I don't think anybody takes him out in the first four races, the first three races. No, I know what round they're getting his ass in. Oh, I think they wait. No, if anybody's going to wait until their it, changes are done. Oh, it, it comes down to a cut line in the next round. When it comes down to the cut and you're at Martinsville or Talladega or I don't even know what the, the, the schedule is there, but you come down to those races and Chastain's still in it and running up front and he's in front of you and you're the guy he's going to knock out. You're Hamlin, you're Bell, you're Larson. Logano, I mean, with with Ross, I don't even think it's necessarily a somebody's going to take you out thing. I think he just we've seen it how many times this year where he's just overdrove at too early in the race and has gotten into an incident and it could ruin one of his races by doing that by him driving too hard and getting himself into a situation not necessarily where he gets wrecked by anybody else but just wrecks him in another car. So I I, I think he's definitely somebody that uh kind of watch out for he could be the upset out real quick oh i think the upset out is joey logano Ooh, i won't be up i mean early season i wouldn't wins. be up. <laughs> i mean <laughs> oh i'm oh i'm rooting for it early season wins but since what since then what yeah he's basically a ghost uh, or an idiot because he's, he's either like up there the, and being an idiot or he's a ghost the quietest seventh to twelfth place runs all year 
with some DNFs, right? So, but that that would get you pretty close to the round of four if he continues to do that. He does find himself there at the end. He, you know, I agree. You know what I mean? He's, he right has now, been right? he has been also one of those guys since he has um, a win to take those weird gambles on pitch strategy. To go get a stage win, which is one reason why he's in second. You know, go get the stage win for the playoff points rather than worrying about the end of the race. He's been one of those guys that has consistently done that. Uh, so I, I think that's part of it. Um, I, yeah, I, mean, I like I, a dominant car going in here. I mean, Chase has been probably the most consistently fast all year. Mm -hmm. Like, he's had little waves here and there, but, like, generally speaking, he's there every week. But other than that, I mean, there's a lot of parity there. Well, and that's – we're going to go into round of 12 here because – so let's say, I think our consensus is definitely Bowman centric out. Yeah, I just typed We're on the. Right now. I'll roll with your four. Let's go with that. I'll play long. Bowman centric, Briscoe and Dylan. Yeah. So, and that'd probably put like someone like, I think we're thinking like Byron probably falls down to the end. Uh, Byron, uh, you know. Well. Yeah. So, going into that round of 12, which is Texas, Talladega, Roval. What a shitty round. You have you have Bowman, Cindric, Dylan, Briscoe out, is what we're saying. That leaves you Elliott, Logano, Chastain, Larson, Byron, Hamlin, Blaney, Reddick, Harvick, Bell, Kyle Busch, Daniel Suarez. Who's the next four out? I'll go first. Okay. Ryan Blaney. William Byron, Kyle Busch, Suarez. Oof. Almost. No, you know what? Leave Suarez because the road course and take Harvick out. No. Yeah, I mean. Because Harvick is Talladega. Suarez is Talladega. what I thought. He's trash at road courses. Now, they've had good road course cars this year. So, Harvick, if he doesn't get um, Chase Elliott this year and they don't have a problem, Harvick can finish top 10 there, but he traditionally the results aren't there. Texas is a shot to win a race to move forward, and I think Harvick's on the chopping block again. I think Kyle Busch, I think by then we'll know where he's going next year, and I don't think it's with Toyota, and that means his championship run ends the next round. I don't um, think that's going to have anything to do with it. I do. I don't think Maybe he just well. doesn't want it anymore. I mean, we're, you know, <laughs> I just not out of your run yet. I mean, he's just not into it, you know? He just doesn't I think want I, it. I think if anything, that might make Kyle Busch push harder because this might be his last shot. Well, not that, not that. He depending on where he goes, it's just those teams when you see these guys start cutting him out of meetings and stuff like that. Uh, I don't yeah, think we don't know. Maybe go like Joe Gibbs is all moot point, but I still think Kyle Busch is out. I think Byron's in trouble unless he wins Saladega. I like Suarez to stay in it because between all those races, he'll have speed. Um, Blaney won the All Star race at Texas, right? Is that what happened? Yes. So I think he's gonna be okay. And being a Ford, I think that makes Harvick still gonna be okay. I don't know. So Byron, who did I say? You went. I think you went Byron. Bush. Bush. <laughs> did you Larson's say Reddick? No. You said Larson? Larson. He's a surprise fallout there because he's going to get junked or blow up at Talladega again. I was say, that's a rough round for him. It's always been. Texas. 
he's got speed there. I mean, it's not, but we're talking about all these guys have speed there. They can't all win. And he hasn't had the great finishes lately. Outside that win of the Glen, he's been a guy that's in precarious situations. Not so. That's my surprise pick out of that round of. I don't hate that actually. So Larson, Byron, Bush. Who else? Logano. I think Logano. Logano. I think I think Blaney stays. Blaney's got the pressure off now. He can go back to just like driving the damn race car. Get a win. He moves on. He gets hot. I don't know. Fuck Logano anyway. All right, I go. Christopher Bell, number one, first of oh, all. I forgot about him. Uh, I think Bush days Bell's out. <laughs> I think Bell, Byron. Blaney. Byron, Blaney, Bell, Kyle Bush. Kyle Keen, what's up? Out here. What's up, dude? Uh, I think I left that up long enough. Yeah, that's who I'm going with. I, I, I do not hate the Larson pick. But he could also go out and win a race there. He could. Whatever he could. I, he's not bad at Roble. Um, Taldig is really... The super speedways are his Achilles heel. Didn't he win the Roble last year? I mean, he won everything last year. That's why he fell off this year. Did he year. win the Roble last year? He... He was, he was always, he's always been good there, except for that one time he had a broken car and Lipped it across and made it to the next round. <laughs> but, uh, which was the first one, but he's always been kind of running up there. Talladega is so. the one that could upset someone's playoff the quickest, though. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows that they want to have a win going to Talladega, right? Mm-hmm. All, every car left wants to have a win going to Talladega, so they what don't have to worry about it. Larson's finished a play or Tabor space, whatever. He's had so much. He hasn't even wrecked out of the races. He's been no, he's blown broken. up half the time. Yeah. It's almost like he's cold trickled. He's blown it up. He's afraid of that race car. Yeah, it's because I pick him at DraftKings. I mean, why would he not get caught up in a wreck and just blow up? It's because he doesn't have the fire anymore. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he won a championship. He's 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 he wanted to get out of Daytona. He won Chili Bowl. He has nothing else to race for He's actually focused on the National Open. That's what he's doing. That's true. Right, his engines knew he doesn't have it, like doesn't have that one to anymore. So they decided to give up too. Yeah, it's just like I don't have the one either as a motor. I just don't don't have that Chase one anymore. Have it. <laughs> so maybe what's easier here then to try to go through and figure out who's going to be knocked out of the next round? Let's just go straight into playoff four predictions then. So because after Texas, Talladega Road, which is going to be a shit show, you got Las Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville. Who do we think our last four in? To that championship race at Phoenix. First on that one. I think Hamlin. No, oh, fuck him too. Elliot. Man, I really don't think Chastain gets in there. Harvick, Hamlin, Elliot, Larson. Wow. I think those are your four. With a real, it's. Logano and uh, Reddick are really because they could both win a race to get themselves in there. But if if Larson is in that round of eight, he wins Homestead. He is so good. Him or him or Reddick win Homestead without a doubt. So and I, I get I, of course I'm gonna I'm gonna give that edge a little bit to Larson. 
So I think I think your your final four is Hamlin, Harvick, Larson, Elliott. I, I think Harvick's been showing that speed. Those are decent tracks for him. I just think they're on a roll. You want to go, Chris? You want me to go? I can go. Mine's going to be different than yours. I can already tell. Just from his, your reaction to his. So I'm going to go Harvick. I'm going to go Chastain. Reddick, Elliott. I, I, Reddick I and Chastain it. are hyper-aggressive. They will find a way to win somewhere, somehow. They're going to have Red, Chastain. Harvick is going to be... Harvick is going to old man this thing. Up there, the teams, like you said, hitting at the right time. And, just keep, and they're going to some of his better tracks, so they figured some things out. Like... Hamlin's gonna find a way to step on it. He's been wrecked. He's how many times has he been backwards in the last month and a half? Still found a way back up through there, which is good right. for him. But he's, <laughs> sooner or later, you're gonna junk your shit doing that, and you're done. And it's been almost all year. He's found a way backwards. He's very like, good at Martinsville. Very good at Martinsville. Would not shock me to see him win Martinsville. Yeah, if he gets out front, no one's gonna be able to pass him. Yeah, Byron. that's how you win races, bud. <laughs> no, I mean, look, at Byron. look at William Byron. Like, he couldn't touch a dude for 400 laps. That's how you win races, but you get out in front of all the other cars and you cross the line first. That's how you win races. Physically, they're going to be incapable of passing him. All right, Jay-Z, hit us with your final four. So there's one road course in this chase, right? Roval, baby. Okay. So I had Harvick in the chopping block in that round, right, with the Texas Roval race. If he makes it out of that, he's in the final four. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go Harvick. Reddick, Elliot, Hamlin. So, I mean, Hamlin's just going to... They've had this speed, right? here. Can Hamlin literally go 36 races with a mistake, multiple mistakes in every one of them? Like, it has to end, and they got to put it together. When he puts it together, he probably wins eight races this year. I mean, maybe not that much, but, like, five? Five races? If he doesn't have this shit happen, whether it's himself or his pit crew. I don't. I just don't think it can happen over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So he finds a way. Harvick finds a way if he gets through that round. I, I I'm, I'm with you on that because with the Roval is a toss up, but you got Texas and Talladega, which Harvick is pretty good at. Like Harvick's a sneaky good super speedway racer, and he's. I mean, I know Texas is different, but he's still pretty good there. So I'm with you on that. I think if he makes it out of that round, he's in the final four. Uh, yeah, and I think Reddick can win the Roval. He could win any one of those races. He could win any one. He could win all these damn races. Reddick's a threat everywhere at this point. Ovals or road courses? Yes. Chastain to me is not. Yep. But he's he a road both course this year. right now. He's winning a road course right races right. But he Suarez also won an oval race. Right. He won uh, Dega, right? He... I guess that counts. But he's been fast at the ovals too, other than wrecking his car. But did he win one? Talladega. That's that doesn't count. You know it doesn't <laughs> yeah. stop. It. All right, Peter Pan. All right, I'm playing to make the leave here. This is real life. Anybody can win Talladega. I I, I could guess a non-chase racer wins Talladega. Nah, like Cody Ware, someone man. not in the chase. Hmm? Cody Ware can't win Talladega. There's a lot of other guys not in the chase. He found a way so. to not win Daytona. You may I'll not have say, heard. You said you Cody said Ware, not the chase. You said anyone could win Talladega before saying anyone not in the chase. Cody Ware okay. cannot. Anyone can win Talladega. You're right. Uh, I am right. So that that's my final. I doubt, you know, I Harvick's had a really good end of the season. He's been fast. He's won at Michigan, and he won back-to-back. -back. Where was the other one? Um, 
Harvick won. Um, New Hampshire, Rich wasn't it? Richmond. No. Richmond. Richmond. Two different kind of tracks. Slower, big speed. If he can get through that that roval round, he, he has a really good shot, and he's good at Phoenix. So I think, I, I think Harvick wins at Texas. I could see that happen. I, I could see it happening as much <laughs> as I hate that track, but uh, you know, I, I I think that that would be. I don't know if now the industry and, and generally would pick Harvick in the final four, but the way they've finished the season as much as, as well as I know that team, they'll figure it out. Like mm -hmm. when they're the favorite, they found a way to not win it when they've been not the favorite. That's when it's their time to shine. So it'll be, it'll be fun. I think this is going to be the craziest playoffs that I've ever been. And I know playoffs are like a bad word for Chris, but this is going to be one because this I have never seen. I don't remember the points being this tight, you know, like, uh, yeah, they have the bonus points from the regular season. But Chase Elliott by, is by no mean even safe. You know what I mean? He gets wrecked that, you know, to say he is a bad Darlington and, you know, he goes into Talladega and gets wrecked early. He's not a lock for anything, you know, so it's it's pretty wild how how the format is and and how close it is right now because anyone in that top you know from fourth to 16th right now could be knocked out in this first round for sure you know and then or win you know yeah or win and then puts those other guys in the top four right now at a real uh pressure situation so i i just i like i like harvick to win something here really give him a boost here I think Larson does. I think some of those guys that got the momentum in there. And I like Hamlin. I just think Hamlin. I know you. He has had a lot of mistakes and this and that, and that would be the thing that shoots him in the foot. But man, he is. I think he's been by far and wide the fastest Toyota car out of everybody, and you know has been up there just as fast as someone like Chase Elliott and and Chastain and everything, obviously. So yeah, the final four is going to be. So are we all we're all in on Chase Elliott though in the final four? Yeah. Are we saying he's gonna be our champion? Yeah. I am. No. In that final four, yeah. I think he does. Nope. Because he won't make a mistake. I mean I think I, he had a no, good Phoenix, at Phoenix with Harvick ago. there, yeah. I mean mm -hmm. with Harvick there. Harvick and Hamlin. If we can get Phoenix to have a little bit of tire wear and it, it's hopefully hot, I'll take Harvick Harvick and Hamlin's chances are as good as anybody's. <clears throat> Right, we can't make championship picks. We know who's there. Because, I mean, under my four. I can. Denny Hamlin. Go to hell. Kevin Harvick. I can, I just, very, I can see Harvick, wins. too. I'm not pulling for anybody regardless. I mean, but. Is the guy I, the Larson hat? Obviously, I'm pulling for Larson, but I don't think he has the best shot this year. I think he's been good. I think he's definitely a top five car this year, despite what our eyes might tell us. But I definitely think he's been there. I just think this is a Hamlin year. I just think this is the year he finally gets it done. Oh, Mark Martin gets it done. That he could, take, he could get that monkey off his back then. Yeah, but he, I agree though. If we get the Phoenix and there's Harvick, Hamlin, Elliott there, that's no cupcake race. No matter who's the fourth car, if it's Reddick, Chastain, Larson, like you get down there, just like sick of all sports and they're whatever. You're gonna have your best guys there. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. So. Tell us more about stick and ball sports, Chris. Yeah, you should go find some and play it, bitch. Tell us how much you love the playoffs. <laughs> playoffs are great. No, come on. We got the fire off logo up there. You're firing off all day. Come on, Sherry Pollock. Tell I us about it. I told you earlier, it's not worth my breath. 
because it's never going to change. Yes, it is. We don't have a fire off segment here. I think he's given. He's not going to do it. We can't do it. Like can't, the shuttle today, you won't fire off, buddy. <laughs> tell us how much you. Tell us how much you love the playoffs. playoffs What's the issue playoffs with playoffs? Great. I missed this. Why don't you like the playoffs? It just doesn't seem fair. I like whole season points, consistency all year long. I get the marketing of it, but it's never going to change. Believe- do you, do you agree Talladega was better with the uh, drama of the playoffs? Daytona. Yeah. I'm either sorry, way. Daytona. No, I think it's the same thing either way. I mean, the problem is like, Daytona and Talladega, you have it not in your hands. There was, sure, strategy-wise, Blaney or, or Truex could have babied it, ran the back. But outside of that, you can't win those races on your own. There's no – I don't know. And you have – what six of them now between Atlanta being on there? More reason not to have a playoff. Fire off, goddammit! Look at Tater, Gator, Bader. He told me long. Make sure it's worth it. This isn't, isn't worth it. What do you mean? It's not worth it. What do you mean it's not it's, worth it's it? It's never going to change. Fifteen winners. Right. Everyone knows now. It's not due. We got to win to get in. Right. They That's what I'm saying. It's, not worth, to win it's a race. not worth debating because it's never going to change back. If you're not first. Finish it, Chris. You got a tinfoil hat on because you listen to Sirius XM radio. If you're not first, you're last, damn it. <laughs> if Kurt Busch doesn't have win. a waiver, if Kurt Busch doesn't eliminate his waiver this week, you have second and fourth in points no longer in the championship battle. And those teams are far superior than Cindric, Dylan, guys like that, even Boma at this point. But did they win? doesn't take away the, the, the point I'm making. If Larson doesn't win the championship last year, he had the best year. He got lucky because of a caution with 20 to go at Phoenix. Saved his ass. What does that have to do with playoffs? He should have been in that situation to begin with. Just like Harvick in 2020. I get the drama. It's just not it. I don't like it. There's no fire off here. I told you this when we started earlier. I wasn't doing it. Lame. Lame. Told you, we have another chance because there's like 17 more topics we're gonna fight about. Like what? Well, Josh Aaron lost one because he said it was the best Daytona race ever. Yeah, he was a little wild on that, but it was a good Daytona oh. race. I thought, despite yeah. everything, he I said it was an all-time Daytona classic, one of the best he's ever watched. For wrecked cars. No, no, this is what he. This is what he was coming on to fight me on today. This was gonna be fire All off. Right, here we go. Here we go. Fire off then. Tell, tell, no, tell Josh I... Aaron. <laughs> I don't even know why he liked it. I don't yeah, even know why he liked Josh it. Fire off Josh Aaron. There you go. He, he couldn't Josh say. Being here. No, he just wanted to get us pissed off. And then we were going to get pissed Jimmy off in the dirt section, which we really need to get to because that's why? where Jimmy's going to fire off. What am I, I going to fire you. up about in the dirt oh, section? I'll find a way. I'll bait you into it just like you're trying to do me. Are right you got, uh, this is I mean, not an all-time classic Daytona race, though, unless you uh, like seeing a parking lot. I, I guess I should probably. And Cody Ware. Fire off about Cody Ware. No, Cody Ware didn't do anything wrong. For once. Other than not make a good time block. All right, all right. Are we Josh done Aaron talking about RIP Josh Aaron? <laughs> That's a stupid take. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That was the most aggressive line he had after we were done. It's a stupid like... take. I told him that on the phone yesterday. I'm like, Big dummy head. Idiot. You're such a stupid ass. <laughs> and he knew it, too. He knew. He said it with the intent of getting me pissed off. He was. Let's just let this be known. He had one for you too. 
What is, what is it? Why is everybody always trying to get me fired up, man? Because like, it's easy. He, he came into this podcast. Guys, Danny Dietrich. Like, they're all just trying to piss me off, and it's just, I don't yeah, appreciate Jimbo. it. <laughs> you should have your name as Jimbo on here oh, tonight. I could just change it now. Let me, hold on. Like, he was he was all amped up about the show today, and then about how he's going to get us all worked up, and how this is the best he's going to race, and Sheldon Hodden show was going to come in here, and like, what the hell are you going on about? Throw his helmet at Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks, Double D. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> fucking asshole. See, I told you, there's going to be more fire off. I know what's coming. I know he's going to control himself. I wasn't going to uh, fire off about Saturday it. Saturday night. I saw it Saturday night. He fired off about it. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a break, uh, and then we'll reset, and we'll talk. We're going to come back. We're going to talk the week in dirt racing here. What of Outlaws, kind of. Mostly PA Dirt here with the All-Star Circuit Champions. We're also going to re recap the Dirty Old Bastards, Knoxville Nationals, and talk some other iRacing stuff. And then drink it a dump it. If you guys are in the chat, please put them in the chat. Uh, we'll be right back in a few minutes. Where are we going? Tonight's second place finisher. Plenty of fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terror Boards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with, talk to. I, I really like them.
All right, guys, welcome back. Here is our photo of the week presented by Jeremy Zarpos Photography. This is Justin Peck taking the win at Lincoln Speedway on Saturday night. We were all there. He did a lot of this. He did a lot of beer chugging on the wing uh, this week as he took down three out of the five PA races for the All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, in dominating fashion, too. I mean, he, he led almost every lap of those wins. He was very, very good. Um, got a couple more photos here. This one was a pretty sick one. Uh, you got Bill Baylog passing Troy Wagaman uh, on the front stretch at Lincoln. Get that nice lift there on Baylog's car. And then, of course, FDS. Uh, <laughs> just us walking in the pits. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a warning signal. It's like the it's like the FDS bat signal. He'll be in the chat. Next time. Uh, but it was it, 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 it was FDS's birthday on Saturday, and we had a very good time at Lincoln Speedway. Uh, so yeah, that that was that was that. So very eventful weekend. It was good. Um, seeing some people and everything. Um, where do we want to start? I guess let's just start at the beginning of the week. Uh, <laughs> All-Star Circuit of Champions went to Bloomsburg on Wednesday night. Um, I was there. Brett, our, our, uh, our guest last week, finished fourth and was fucking ripping, man. He was awesome. We got to hang out with him in the pits a little bit throughout the night. Um, Track was a little rough, just to say the least. A little rough. Um, so it was a little rough. Yeah. I didn't know Monster Jam was there on Wednesday. Listen, that's Chris. That's what Danny told me. Monster Listen, Jam was there on Wednesday. Chris fucking Dietrich over here. This is like the buck down here in Southern PA, or the mud bogs and the tractor pulls and stuff, or what? What was going on? It, was, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was bad in spots. Don't get me wrong. Walk the track after. I mean, just because it's your case, we got, you're gonna say so it's not that here, bad. in the defense of the track. It was a pond in the infield. They could. <laughs> we gotten Monday and Tuesday leading up to Wednesday. We've gotten like hit with like basically like rainstorms like Daytona was getting hit with, um, and we haven't seen rain in a while. So I just don't think the track the track took the moisture. Just it kept it heavy all night, and then with all those with the four tens on there, it just dug into the track. I'm, they tried to do what they could. They they tilted a bunch. They tried to rework it. Last week, it was basically the same weather, just without all the rain before it. And the track was slick and smooth and and for a four-division show. So it's just unfortunate uh, for them. I know I, I just I know the people that are running the track are giving a lot of effort and that's not really a great um representation of their efforts but now they have two big shows now because the world of outlaw late model show is also a shit show because of the same reasons so they got to figure it out i will give them that danny dietrich says close the fucking track and he can s my d but um kind of got into i don't want to say even got into it all he did was call me jimbo but um and I understood his point. He wasn't wrong. The track was rough. I get it. But he also finished fourth, and it was it wasn't that bad of a race, to be honest. I know it was probably not the most fun for the driver since it was so cowboy up. But I mean, you go out and race in California every week. It's exactly the same way. Not that I want to see that, but 
I mean, it's 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 part of it. It's not like you're not going to see that type of track every once in a while. So, um, but just to pe- peck one that one uh, with Tyler Courtney second and Anthony Macri and the McGee eleven in third. Uh, Macri filled in in that eleven for PPM all week and ran pretty well in it. I mean, just. The, the, the argument is, would he ran? Would he have one more in the 39M? I don't know, um, but he ran pretty well in that, and I mean, I think that's a tell tell sign of what might be to come next year. Not necessarily that's in that car, but that Macri goes somewhere. But we can get into that at another point in time. Um, I don't know if you guys watched Bloomsburg at all on Wednesday. You guys had any thoughts? Did not no? watch it. I agree with Danny Dietrich though. Go fuck yourself. Uh, I had to run the hard knocks night, so I kind of paid attention out of the corner of my eye a little bit. So it was rough. I mean, that's part of racing. You know, they didn't plan it that way. That's not a West Coast track. I don't think it's certainly any intentions that it ends up that way. But we all know that if Danny has a good enough story, he does get somebody's fault. Um, blame a driver. He's going to blame the track. He's going to blame an official. I mean, it happened twice in the last few days. The same thing at Lincoln Saturday night in his heat race. So it's everyone's fault, but his owner in those cases. And unfortunately the industry listens to him and they, and he puts it on Twitter. So it causes noise. And it's a, it, nobody at Bloomsburg wanted that to happen. No, they've, they, are they the, maybe the best track crew or the mo- track crew, or the most experienced, maybe not, but like shut the place down. Let's not be quite so aggressive and dramatic yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Like get, get over yourself. So he, he posted you like anyone else, you could have parked your car if you felt unsafe or it was that bad. You could have pulled in. That's your choice. You want to race and finish fourth and then bitch about it? Well, that, that's, that's save, your, save your breath, bud. Yeah, the, I think the issue that I took with it was he made one post. He said, hey, elbows up track, finished fourth on one of the worst services that I've ever raced on. I'm okay with that. All right, you could criticize it to that point. But then Bridgeport Speedway, who they're racing at the next night, Congratulations, Justin Peck, on a good race at Bloomsburg. And he goes, are you kidding me? That wasn't a good race. That was horrible. Well, I'm like, bro, like, why are you tearing down a track that hard? Like, you already said it was one of the worst surfaces that you ever, that you were ever on. You know what I mean? And I guess this is, it was already one of the worst. I, I get it. Probably was was sore. He, you know, he's old as shit now, whatever. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm kidding. But I understand his frustration to an extent, but there's no he said he said about shutting the track down for the rest of the season. Well, guess what, buddy? That was the season for them. They have one race during fair week. It's four cylinders and legends. I don't even know if that actually happens. Uh there's been a lot of talk. I, I was a little sensitive to the fact maybe too, because first of all, home track for me, five minutes down the road very happy it's been a dream come true to see them put a track there i love the place even with its flaws but you know (laughs) they're already having a hard enough time keeping that place open because the town doesn't love the dust and the noise and all that which hey when you make wednesday and thursday night shows all year round you're going to get a lot of bitching especially when you have no way to block that so they got to figure that out they have that now they're having a hard time getting cars there was a good um crowd there for a wednesday night and um you know yeah they didn't get a ton of cars but it was i didn't think it was that bad um yeah that's all i'm gonna say on the matter i end up tweeting danny dietrich back 
and saying, hey, basically just saying what I said, like, hey, listen, I get it. I get your frustration, but let's calm down on the shut down the track uh, stuff. And he replied to me and said, I'll say what I want. Thanks for the follow, Jimbo. So I whatever, man, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'll say this in support of Bloomsburg. That first all-star race there. This it was fire. It was the first one was race. better. I mean, we, we all three were there for that one. I I had a great time at that place then. I don't know what has changed since then, but it was the rain. It was the rain. It's it, it stayed very tacky all night. They couldn't get it to dry off and slick off. And to the and it was so they just kept digging in and there was some big rocks that we were me and Smeal walked the track after. And we were pulling some pretty big rocks off the track and throwing them off. So that was part of it. But I I, I get the surface frustration. I'm not trying to defend that that much, but that stuff happens. So I don't know. If it was that unsafe, they would have not ran it. I, and, and the drivers would have said, let's not run it. You know what I mean? If what was, it was that track that earlier this year? Or was it I-55 where that guy could lay in the rut? Yeah. I-55, yep. they could lay down in the rut. Like, yep. Come on. Like, it's the first time. No, it, and I will say that it was not even nearly that bad. So right. So Peck wins that, and then we go to Bridgeport. Right, right he wins the, again, and uh, with some tired delamination issues there. Yes. Uh, Brent Marks leading the race, and we're all kind of sitting there listening. And like all of a sudden, Brent fell off, couldn't get through three and four. Something's wrong. We felt maybe something was broke. Get through lap traffic, and Brent kind of runs him down again. But as soon as Peck cleared lap traffic, he was gone, and then we see Brent sitting still after the yellow. Well, why might that be? Tire delaminated. Mm -hmm. had, no, had no grip left on the right rear. So um, saw that a few times this weekend. Freddie had one at same place. Did also uh, at Bridgeport? I, I think so. In his heat, maybe he had a tire delaminate. He had a couple other tire issues. Uh, Hoosier keeps uh, making themselves look better and better and better all the time. Uh, so Peck wins that one uh, going away. I don't think he was ever going to be challenged more than Brent was challenging him that night. And then we head into, I don't know if you have any thoughts on Bridgeport. Track looked good. It was cool. I mean, it got I pretty wide I, out. I, I love Bridgeport. I think they did such a good job with that track. It's one of the raciest tracks in in, in the area. It has I some think, character in the corners, yeah. the banking, where you, can, you know, either slide up, run the top, diamond it off. Um, the bottom Definitely on my checklist to go check out. Agreed for sure. Um, takes us into Friday night, unless uh, you all want to talk about Bridgeport some more. Not Maybe. really. Friday was the day. Twin 20s, Williams mm -hmm. Grove. A lot uh, going on there. Lots of stuff to unpack there. A lot to unpack. I fell asleep, uh, decided Thanks. not to go, fell asleep, missed the first 20-lap feature, uh, saw the second half of the second feature, uh, and it, it turned into a late night due to the unfortunate uh, incident with the MMR Classic Cars, mm -hmm. which there's been a lot of, I think, uh, aftermath out of that i think van may came out and said look i think we need to reevaluate these are great cars they're not race cars anymore we need to not race them like race cars i don't know if you all saw that or not uh, well he also I, lost a tire didn't he yeah he lost the wheel like like yeah, yeah broke so five minutes before then yeah i guess there was talk where he made contact with somebody off two and then he went to three and the wheel just went off um they were from being there they got off to a rough start so they did motor heats and then they didn't do motor heats for the 410 sprint cars and brought all these guys down. A couple just different chatter, but I guess a fuel pump broke is what they're saying, and they couldn't yeah, get the fuel pump, out. Yeah, the fuel at the track broke, so they had to bring fuel in from other places, so that's why they were on track so long as it was during that 
stretch. And so they kept putting him out there for different lengths of time. In a lot of cars, they were rotating through different flights, but I mean, they were out there for 20, 30 laps. You put a driver out there in anything remotely fast and tell him to go have at it. They were seeing, not even counting the incident on the backstretch, um, there was guys going three wide through three and four. Like top, middle, bottoms. They, uh, they got comfortable, and I think that's Too comfortable. something that I think Van made spot on with that. Like, these don't do that. <laughs> like, be the, know your role. I know everyone wants to have fun and stuff, but like, there was some there was some sketchy stuff before the incident. Um, that could have been bigger too. Um, in fact, I was watching the 461 go around the outside of two guys in three or four when the incident happened right beside me. So. Yeah, I, I think you had a uh, very much a difference in speed of some of those cars and the ability of some of those drivers. Um, and there were too many on the track at one time. Um, and they kind of let them have free reign. And I think as they got more comfortable, they got more aggressive. Um, and, you know, it, you know, people that are watching this, if you didn't see it at home, uh, it's not a replay that's it's out there. It's unfortunate. I mean, the gentleman did not lose his life, thankfully, so it's probably going to be played more. Um, but at the time, I think there was a consensus around the area of, of – you know, a, a very, very sad outcome there. Yeah. Um, and which, you know, we never, ever want to see, but I think it could have been avoided. I think it should have been thought out better. Probably lucky it hasn't happened before this in, in, in some of those cars. Uh, you know, I, kudos to the people that, that restore them, put them together, hopefully check them out. I mean, I don't know how that all works, but, you know, this wasn't, I don't think, a car failure. Um, but it was just a dangerous situation and it, it reared its ugly head, unfortunately, and it was a long break. So it got to be a late evening. Um, you know, thankfully this sounds like the guy's going to make a full recovery. Uh, Wayne, I think his name is, mm-hmm. uh, but super scary situation for sure. For a little bit, it was pretty touch and go there for a few minutes from, yeah, you know, with Chris, like a... Chris was PMing us a little bit and Dakota was there, you know, a lot of contacts at the racetrack. It was super, uh, super scary. Yeah, for sure. Being there, right there, obviously. It was the weirdest atmosphere ever. Uh, hopefully we won't see it again. But, yeah, from what they said at Lincoln, full recovery is expected. So that's great to hear considering how it started. Um, yeah. They Let's move can't, on to the good stuff. Yeah, they, right. can't, they canceled their Lincoln appearance yeah. on Saturday. And I just saw earlier before we went on air uh, that they also canceled their BAP slaps. So, um, yeah, so I guess maybe they're scaling back. I don't know if it's because of weather or because or what, but – I, I, one thing this I wanted to say on that was that there are some cars there that like they're really forty years old these cars and yeah they restored them but then you have cars that are from like the nineties you know and, right. and maybe even the early two thousands that are out there ripping you know right. that and, you could almost put out there kind of what that's kind of what was happening that's what I was gonna say there was like there was a four sixty one the the Dyer four sixty one that Lance Lewis is in the nineties. And he was ripping around outside. And you have anywhere all the way from that sprint car down to a sportsman mm-hmm. to a 60s street stock or, or late model, whatever it was. And it's cool to see them. And if they were just parading around all being, like, spaced out and just being, I guess, responsible for themselves, probably not an issue. But you turn them loose and them boys have at it right away. Listen, I, I'm i probably on the minority on this, but I love seeing them rip around. I think it's cool. Um, but, yeah, there is everybody <laughs> There's yeah, an obvious true. danger factor there, and I get it, but I, I I don't know if you go in. Maybe you put less cars out there, do more sessions with, like, two or three cars so they can't right. even get around each other. And if they do, they have plenty of room. Um, 
but I hope they don't take away the them going at speed. I hope they don't take that away in the future. Let's get to Lincoln. Lincoln was so a we great time. Um, have to go through the rest of Williams Grove. I don't want to talk about that. Let's well, we go. Have to talk let's go. Let's talk to good stuff on Saturday. So Stop for the about seventh time, for the seventh time I I saw today, All Star sort of champion history, <laughs> Danny Dietrich <laughs> wins both or wins two features in the same day, uh, Williams Grove, and the track, the track service was very fun. We've seen it more and more kind of build that curve. Are you taking a shot at Bloomsburg? I'll come at you too, Chris. Um, track's been good. You got a, a curb in three and four where a few times if you hit it right, you'd be hooked up like a slot car. And if you missed it, you'd see like Brent Marks hit, bang the thing so hard. He'd be up on one wheel, ripping out of there. Um, it's kind of fun. I mean, Danny Dietrich did start in the pole in the first one. So FDS, talking show in the Grove all the time. But he did win from six in the second one after they inverted the field. Passing Lance DeWeese. All posse, um, both of them. Right. Same, so same, same Danny pole. Dietrich, Brent Marks, uh, Lance DeWeese, top three both times. Um, I don't know. Trace was good. Tyler Courtney had an issue in the second one and put him right in the fence, and he parked it, but uh, he wasn't going to win anyway. So, that guy. So, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think the Grove won to something. I think they're. Nah, this has been some of the best racing the Grove has had consistently all year in, in a while shows, I think. especially at bigger shows yeah. when they have car counts and if they, and if they like have that. the if they have that type of surface for natty open man natty open is going to be wild and i feel I like they did wait. both outlaw shows so far i know the spring they did because we had that jay-z but <laughs> brent marks biking for the lead around mosquito there and i think that someone we were at pocono but it looked a lot the same even given their situation of dodging rain just like we did in the spring so they, they know they can do it I wish they do it more often. The only, the only but... bad part about the Natty Open is that it's so late in the year that it's going to be cooler. It tends to be heavier. Um, it doesn't dry out like it does in the summer here. So I think that's the only bad part. But, I mean, a couple of years ago when Brent won the Natty Open, man, that track was slick to the fence almost in one and two, and it was it was a great race. And, right. uh, and the, the advantage, that's the what advantage I'm hoping is you for. have some 40 or 50 cars there. Yeah. That kind of offsets that a little bit. As long as we don't have rain going into it. Yeah, I, I think Williams Grove gets gets a lot of flack, and it's mostly deserved, right? So, but they've had a lot of racetracks this year that had has had a great surface. When that gets pretty wide around, but it's still fast around, and you create that that bottom and that top lane, and guys can make a choice where their car needs to go. Like it was pretty top dominant, I'd say. I watched a lot of that second one. You know, Brent chasing Danny down, and it was freaking entertaining. Like having to take chances danny would have to take a chance to slow himself down to get by a car and brett would run him down and then brett would take that chance and it would gap and it would get close and he threw a slider on him that and one and two there and that restart you know i think you know brent has won a lot of races and he gets he he does get a lot of credit for for being very fast and but he was driving the piss out of that car in that second feature that i know a lot of people like in our chat Jimmy Barr would say Macri the big ball, you know, balls in a wheelchair or in a in a in a wheelbarrow. Uh, in a wheelbarrow. Um but like that's what the that's the shit Brent was doing. He just didn't get get to the win. I mean it was it looked very reminiscent of you know Macri when he just decides to say F it and go. And that's kind of what Brent was doing, man. That one he, he would slide people and bang the cushion and the car would, you know, get all upset and go. Uh it was super entertaining to watch, but you know, Danny did his job, man. Like Danny out front, clean or not. Even if Brett was a little bit faster at times, he did what he had to do and made made those moves. And Danny's out front and on it, 
he's hard to beat. So I hate I hate it. I'm glad I wasn't there to take photos of the wins, but uh, uh, it was good racing. I mean, it really was for Williams Grove. Yeah, and pasta domination. Yeah, that's the main thing is the pasta domination, even though it was double D. And if we would have just every time we got really good in lap traffic, both features we got really good in lap traffic, and then um, the caution would come out, it kind of set it back. If it was that lap traffic battle was some like like generous thing, it was like touch and go. You'd see Danny make a move, it wouldn't quite work, or a lap car go there, and you see Brent suck up. That's when that track comes alive. You have to have lap traffic, and it has to be wide. Yeah, the worst events are when you get a big, big touring series come in and you get a caution every five laps, and it, and you get the leader with clean air. I mean, you get it, you get a, an average to above average car with clean air, they're going to run away until they get to lap traffic, and you got a really good car take the lead with clean air, they're gone, you know, until you get to it. So, um, it was just, it was just a positive night all around for Williams Grove. You know, Danny sweeping it. You know, whether you're a fan or not, I think it was just positive all around for the surface. And- I, I think it was a little overshadowed by obviously the. You're right, and, and I'm like skipping, skipping beyond that. And it was, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad he's okay because if if this guy, you know, he definitely has injuries, he's got some recovery to make. But if this guy, you know, didn't make it or is seriously injured, I, I don't know that even you could make that feature feel good. Like you could make yeah. all that feel good, and it still is a little bit weird saying that. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm surprised they didn't uh, cancel. To be honest, with how dire it sounded like it looked, I um, think if they didn't get any of the progress they did in that short amount of time, it, they would have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I unfortunately was there when Billy Kimmel passed, and that was coming to the white flag when that happened, and they just said that we're done. We didn't restart. They didn't restart the race. So um, that that is very standard procedure. Uh, would not have shocked me at all. So anything else from Williams Grove? Lincoln. Lincoln, baby. Lincoln was fun. Um, what a night. Yeah, that was, that was a fun time. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was he was crazy. I mean, it was he fast. It was heavy. There was carnage. There was drama. Yeah. There was speed. The one with uh, give it, <laughs> Brandon. Keep it down out there. <laughs> well, Brandon Eiler, this guy. I haven't been to Lincoln since Icebreaker. I've only uh, gotten there a few times because it's so far away from me. I mean, it's 110 miles for me, but I still I love the track. Um. That was fun. I had a blast. It makes me want to just go there more often, to be honest, even for like weekly shows, because uh, just the atmosphere there is something that I've noticed. Like I've I've gone there for all star shows before in the past, and then Icebreaker, which is obviously Icebreaker. Icebreaker only going to bring us the, the biggest DJs, you know? It's because it, it's thirty five degrees out, but um. Last night was just fun. I just I enjoyed it. Or Saturday night was fun. Uh, good racing. Um, the track was nice. It widened out. Uh, right for right enough for the future, but still pretty top dominant. Um, Justin Peck though grabbed the win again, and uh, Geo sells the heat with Geo Selzy and Danny Dietrich. I'm still confused on. Here we go. Fire off two. I thought you got this explanation. I don't buy the explanation at all. Buy the explanation. It's just a fact. I don't. No, it's not fact. He was bullshitting you through and through. He was bullshitting you you through and through, and you know it. At least he took the time to try. Okay. Either way, he never made contact with Gio. He said they ran over Robbie Kendall's parts everywhere. Clearly, Robbie Kendall's car was falling apart down the front stretch. Um, 
Selzy was so far ahead of him, how would Danny even hit him? So, and I think he was telling him his tire was hanging because he went and checked them both. I think you don't need to take Danny, off your so gloves. You don't need to take off every time. He says he does it every time. He does it because he was under red flag before. It was hot. It did not do any of that. It was hot. Did you guys Geo? Hmm? No, we should have. Geo, Geo wasn't around. Geo, we should have asked. So after the race, so in the heat, uh, we were in turn three and four, and Danny was like, he was he was clapping like this when they came to a stop. Geo parked on the outside of Danny. Danny clapped like this. That took off his gloves. Just like Chalk guy. They were all doing the same thing. Was it vertical like this? Yeah, I believe it was. That's like a universal guy. sign for you have a tire going down. I think that's what they were talking about. Maybe he was. And then they started going back and forth, and that's when Danny took his helmet off because he thought he was talking about his tire, and Chalk guy checked his car out too. That's what I think it was. I think it was he was trying to explain the Geo. This gets someone's his... attention, and this are way different. This is right. universal sign you got a tire going down. And that's what all the track guys started doing that. And then – Okay. All and right. then you saw the replay. You saw Gio was far enough away. And I just want to say, he has no reason to lie. I was not in his shirt. Smule was. I didn't buy the I take my helmet because off he every red Gio, flag. Well, I mean, probably not. But still. Man, I, mean, I didn't buy that part. He that was, was my probably point. trying to make him. I mean, it was also like, who knows? But, right, sure. He was fired up from the Kasha before. Right, he was fired up from the Where he got penalized. I and I thought he was maybe did a little get, fired up. Did with he get penalized, Gio. though? Let's be. Let's be yeah, let's, I mean, not he as did. bad as he could have, but he did. They took two spots away. They, why did they do that? Because, they because he a, was a reason for the costume. As he said, so the water mountain have a blend rule. No, uh-huh. the, the all-stars do not. So it was inadvertent yellow, meaning he should have got his spot back because, I guess, um, somebody the night before at Winters Grove, that happened with them. Is what he said to me in the pits when I asked him. He thought I was talking about that. And I was like, no, the Geo thing. And he goes, oh, no. Was, well, he, was, but he was with the outlaws. They had a blend rule. For sure, all stars don't have that rule. Inadvertent yellow, you get your spot back at the time of the yellow. Was his point? So at least that was his argument. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's his argument. I mean, I don't know enough about the all star rule book. I know those two entities love two butt heads, and it was fun to watch because you saw the official pointing back two spots, and then because and the guy he comes out he another lap, and, and then, then he pointed at he's like, "No, you two spots." And then the, the next time he. Danny, the official walks out shaking his head. He goes, get back. <laughs> it was, pretty, it was yeah, fun so to watch from right in front of us. Backstory there. I was in one and two, and I'm watching leaders go through the corner, and Danny stopped like the car broke. I mean, the thing just flat stopped. Two cars go by. He picks up the throttle and drives down the front stretch like nothing happened. They throw the yellow. Yep. So they put him in the spot where he with the two cars passed him, and they threw the yellow. Because it looked like it broke. Well, we found right. out it jumped out of gear. He shoved it back in gear, and it took off. So that's the backstory there. Right. Yeah, Listening because... to, to what Danny says, I'm a little more 50-50 on wondering because you're right. The outlaws have a blend, blend rule. Right. I mean, that was his the role. all-stars do not. Because we, and we heard he was right the cause of, us, of the caution. But they that said should it was be an inadvertent caution. Field. But he said it was, but they, over the PA, said it was an inadvertent caution. If they're blaming him for the it cause, then though. sure. It but wasn't. They said though. it was. That's what I'm saying. I know. I but, don't care what so, it was or wasn't. So here, here, what they said. So like Jeremy said, he saw he got passed by two cars. You were with us, Chris. Right. We, we were heard the car shut off. We heard we the car was shut off going into three, and right. half of us are cheering and half of us it's are saying, what, "What the hell?" Right. The crowd's going nuts because they heard Danny's car off. So right. it was completely. He should have went to the rear and field. But the all stars ruled it. The all sure, but the all stars ruled it inadvertent yellow. Did the announcer or the all stars? Whoever the announcer said. I didn't hear what the All-Star said. That's what I'm saying. Like Anderson said it, 
Right, I get it. I heard it over the PA system, inadvertent yellow, which is why he doesn't go to the rear. So I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it, I it wasn't a big deal anyway because there's only like five cars that finished that heat race, the and he won. Well, yeah. The next restart, Robbie Kendall breaks a rear axle, axle from the, from the lead. And from the lead, takes out second place car, and Danny gets the lead back anyway. So, which that was carnage on that start because Robbie Kendall breaks the front axle going into one. It rolls around the bottom of one. It gets narrow in one and two, and the cars don't know where to go. They all jump tires and cause mm -hmm. gigantic junk in one and two. Uh, Trey Hivner, brand new car. He's junk. It was, that stuff uh, might not happen. All that stuff might not happen if Danny Dietrich just keeps it in gear. Right. Doesn't throw a fifth for five you, laps. Just because you're mad about Bloomsburg, you're giving your <laughs> skewed opinion on everything that happened. If Bloomsburg or not, I probably would still have the same opinion because I'm not a well, fan. So I mean, Stay. I'm not either, but at least I'm not completely off the hinge of unbiasedness here. And I well, hate that because Danny seems like like in the pit area, like he's a cool guy. I don't have anything against him personally. I just don't I like I have something personally against him. I was wearing my Danny Dietrich shirt back never in the forget. days when he screwed Posse up. Posse 911, never forget. But I could still look at it from what the information that we have is. Yeah. I get it. Um, I don't hate it, but whatever. Brady Nyler in chat says Lernerville is the best track in Pennsylvania. I think most people Ohio. forget it's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's based it's so, in Ohio track, but I do it's like It's so it. Western PA that people think it's actually in Ohio. Um, and when AJ Flick is your star, I mean, I love AJ Flick, but let's let's. Hey, AJ Flick has like 14 wins this year, bud. At Lernerville. Hmm. Tri-City and Lernerville, baby. Anyway, no, so your um, not the best track when your most heralded son goes to Port Royal every Saturday and kicks their ass. Logan Wagner, yeah. start at Lernerville yeah, and then just go away and never go back, man. All right, um, Justin Peck wins at Lincoln, and I'll tell you what, man, that like, was awesome, though. I, was, I was happy about it. It was super impressive. That thing, like even in the dash, uh, I think Freddie ran second to him. The dash was cool for me. Like I've gone to Lincoln a million times, and I've been there a ton this year, and. Watch four tens go. Watching that dash was super impressive. Just listening to the cars. I mean, they were they were screaming. on it, screaming. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were getting all of it, and they were. It, the track was heavy. Like we talked about, it wasn't super wide until until the feature, as you can see, kind of behind me. <laughs> uh, it got to be a cushion and on the wall there, but I mean, just listening, like even Freddie behind him. I mean, those guys were using it all. I mean, and and the cars just sounded awesome, screaming down the backstretch. So, and then. Uh, Dakota Coon, buddy of ours, was talking about like in one and two where he could listen. He just wide open through one and two all night, ripping, even in the feature. And three and four, it was a lot of the same. I mean, it was a little sketchier in three and four. I don't know mm -hmm. if he was using it all, but I mean, I, it, it was just impressive. You run that many laps that hard. That And those guys up front all did it. I mean, they, and, it wasn't like super great passing, but like they drove their asses off for 35 laps mm -hmm. at Lincoln Speedway, and it was cool. Yeah. Justin, and that was the perfect car to win that race. It was the, the Kramer was. Kramer Clash, which that has a connection to that 13 car. Um, and so it was very, very cool, I think, for that whole group to get that win there. And Justin Peck's been on fire, man. He has eight wins this year with the All-Stars. He's second in points. He's catching Tyler Courtney. But Tyler Courtney's had a much more consistent year. Um, so it's going to be hard for Peck to pass him with, not very many races left, but there's enough time for him if he wins a couple more races. You know, luck can switch quick. Yeah. Justin yeah. had a lot of bad luck the last month right. with tires. Tire issues really was mm -hmm. a big one for him. Um, and that, that can flip quick. Courtney's issue at Williams Grove, that second feature, doesn't matter because it wasn't for the yeah, second feature didn't count for all star points. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Grove for Grove, it kind of for Grove points, but not for All Star points. So that's why they, as soon as he wrecked, they put on the hook. I'm out. Yeah, right. So that's that's because Peck would have gained a decent chunk there. I was thinking about this earlier when we were on break, and I had to go uh, flush out the apple, bushlight apple. Um, I, I'm super happy for that 13 team, man. Like, I can't say I'm a huge 13 team fan or a Justin Peck fan. But I don't dislike those guys, and honestly, I mean, they weren't that long ago running part-time schedule, you know, yep. and and getting by and running, picking and choosing, and right. doing this and that, and it's really cool to have see them, guys just build yeah, it, right? see them team up and have success and and sustain success and get some winnings. So hopefully that program continues to grow because owners are getting harder and harder to find, and and I think you know the them succeeding is good for everybody and you know while an all-star just won at lincoln which is doesn't happen often it's it a was pa cool. car like it, it's, a, <laughs> it's a it's definitely a pa car it's an all-star but it was really cool if you're gonna have somebody win like an all-star it, that was cool like yeah and, and right. just the night the whole the way it all worked out so they have they have stuff. like a, the posse kind of mentality right. they're also here half the year too like more than half i guess more right i mean outside, you know just not even cutting all-star races anytime they have free weekends it's not a big race they're here they ran the whole spring here i mean they were right. here every weekend right so i mean it's they're there's a good team it doesn't make you mad you're like you love seeing them succeed so i agree with jeremy it's cool seeing them how they built the program the right way and just went through and just got better and better and hopefully they just keep getting better there was a tweet that came out over the weekend. Somebody said about, you know, tearing down the engine of that 13 car or whatever. And <laughs> somebody tweeted back at them saying, like, this was like a used. It was Peck. Peck's the one that tweeted back. Yeah. What, did you read that tweet? What yeah, was that? Yeah. He, he, they bought that uh, motor off of Brent Marks in 2018 or 2019. 2018 yeah. or 2019, yeah. Yeah. So, so he's like, go ahead, please do. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's and, not. And not realizing. Cool. So here, here's one of the things that we found out, too, was um, because. The All Stars, they they take the top three, the tech, like two tech, tech every night, every night, and even with Williams Grove doing double features, they took them to tech after the first feature, so the podium guys didn't have a chance to work on their cars really before the second feature, and then they had to tech them after the second feature because it's the same podium. So it was one reason why De uh, Lance Toise wasn't it there allegedly, 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 um, not re a reason why he wasn't there at Lincoln on Saturday night, which I was very bummed out about because I had nobody to root for. But track would have been too fast for him anyway. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, that's fair. That's a fair statement. Um, he just doesn't have the fire anymore. I don't know. That was, yeah, just, I mean, he has an excuse. Him and Larson golf too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. that's where Larson learned it from. That's where Larson learned it from. Lance, like you know, Kyle, racing isn't life, man. Just yeah, it's just, you're just got too much passion. You show up once in a while and finish top five. Can't Look at me, it's so bad. We're all in the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. We just go out there for the hell of it. I don't care if I win or not. You should do Larson's the same. Already, Larson's gonna be in the Sprint Car Hall of Fame before the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That's for his, sure. Off his wins alone already. All right, let's stay on track. We are on Bedford track. Sunday night. <laughs> uh, Justin Peck was leading that race too, and then had a tire to laminate. Did not just more than to laminate, just completely explode. Um, or no, he wasn't leading; he was second. I'm sorry, second uh, to Macri, but he was catching him in lap traffic. Macri ends up winning in that 11 car, which I'm 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 happy for Macri getting the win in that 11 car because he was consistently top five all pretty much all week. You know what I mean? He was up there. Um, 
Yeah, uh, there was only 19 cars at Bedford, same amount as at Bloomsburg on Wednesday. It being Sunday probably had something to do with that. Also, it being Bedford might have had something to do with that. I know a lot of people talk shit on Bedford. I'm only watching it on Flow. I didn't think it was that bad. It reminded me a lot of Sealands Grove. So I, I don't know. It is a fast, long, straightaway track. Um, but good for Macri. I mean, I, he's so good at Bedford. Like, he'll take maybe that 11 car that would, uh, you know, again, I don't want to compare drivers or say who, whatever, but like PPM, you know, is a fourth, fifth place car there. He's really, really good at Bedford. I mean, you all remember last year's all-star race at Bedford, right? He, like, he spanked their ass. Obliterated I mean. the field. <laughs> like, not even, this wasn't even, this was like, you know, 0.22 seconds at the line compared to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really, really good at Bedford for some reason. So, you know, it's cool to see the 11 car. Uh, I like that. I like watching that car do well. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I don't know those people at all. But I just, I like when that car is doing well. I don't, maybe I like the paint scheme. I don't know what it is. It, I mean, it, it is pretty, it's a pretty car. I'm going to probably look like an idiot, but isn't McGee kind of from the area or am I completely off base? So they're posse. Okay, moving on. Got it. I don't know. I'm not no, sure. No I'm, idea. I have no, no clue. Idea. I, I mean, everybody think we'll claim them anyway. We're going to claim them. I mean, it was a posse driver. We, so anyway, that's like an easy them, claim. If, if we like them, it's ours. I mean, Parker Price Miller start two P's there. He's from Pennsylvania. Close enough. I even know how I it's, didn't think of that listen, before. It's it's science. Uh, it's I don't know what else to tell you. Science. But yeah, so he gets that win there. I think Eliason is back in the car this week for them. And we'll probably have uh, Macri back into 39M. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good week. I, I mean, if 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 you're gonna have an All Star win, it's not just it, No, no, no. I, I, it's it. I'm glad it was just a peck. Is what point? You know what I mean? So, um, real quick, Ryan Timms finally turned 16 years old. Got to go run with the Outlaws this week, and his second night out. His first night, he made the feature at, um, I think it's River Cities in North Dakota. And then the second night, which I can't, it's another track in North Dakota. Name is slipping my mind. But he passed Brad Sweet on the restart with like two or three to go to finish second in that race in his second ever outlaw race. Friday night, he was a hard charger, 19th to 9th. Yeah, top 10. So very impressive. I mean, we all know that this kid has talent. Um, we seen him here in PA earlier this year. Obviously, his goal is to be on that Outlaw Tour, I would imagine. Um, and maybe even bigger things than after that, I don't know. But he's definitely got the talent. And speaking of more um, young talent, Corey Day won at Houston's last night, which he became the youngest winner at Houston's. And, he, and both of those guys, they're definitely the future of the sport. Uh, two of the guys that are going to be we're going to be talking about for hopefully 15 years from now that like they're going to be the guys at the top or whatever. Hopefully they don't move outside of sprint car racing because that seems to be the move when they're this young sometimes. But um, I talked to some guys in our Wicked Cushion Facebook chat about this and shout out to those guys. Good conversation with Corey Day, Justin Peck, Tyler Courtney, Anthony Macri, you know Brent Marks. Um, Ryan Timms, that is a future outlaw roster. Like, if uh, who knows where they go, but you look at the, the future roster of the World of Outlaws is in, in good hands. Donnie yeah. isn't going to do it forever, right? There's there's a lot of good youth already there, but they need that series 
you, you still have gravel, you still have Macedo, you still have Hot and Shield, you still have some young drivers there, and then you're talking these guys that could be added. That's if the Outlaws do things right and make it worth it for these guys to come on the tour. And and the Outlaws, I think that's the biggest hurdle right now. I I talked to them in his chat, and a lot of people, you know, I I know, you know, as a Brent Marks fan, and and talked to Brent a lot. The California swing was the reason he one of the big reasons he didn't run this year. Like didn't have all the help he needed, but that California swing was like a big issue because it always rains. It's expensive fuel. It's you're out there for almost three weeks. weeks yeah. You're a month between this the Florida swing through Texas to South and out West, and then come back. It is a grueling mess, and for year after year after year, it rains a lot. They don't get any races in, and you don't get anything if you don't race. You're just literally yeah. staying in hotels spending fuel money and getting nothing in return. So, you know, I think that there's some schedule things the outlaws could look at. I think that they do pay well. I mean, um, to be a platinum member, I think there's some rules they have that are antiquated a little bit with where the guys can and can't race. Like if you're on the West coast and you don't see any hope of going and they say, listen, we're not doing this, this or this, these guys could go find somewhere to race and go try to earn a living. If they're not going to pay the hotel bills, some of these travel bills, I mean, they got to get some things to figure out. They're, that's a story for another thing. But I'm just yeah. saying, in general, things go right. The the roster for the World of Outlaws could be in very, very good hands the next I th- decade. I think the All Stars get it right because the All Stars they'll do like a te- like what they doing like a Texas swing at one point, like Texas, Louisiana, and but those didn't count towards season points. It was its own section of the schedule in a way. I. I I agree. I think the outlaws can maybe look at that California swing or something like that and be like, all right, this is its own thing. You still get show up points. Find a different time of the year. I mean, there's not a lot of different time of the year. There's not a lot of areas of country racing that time of the year, but they could find something. Even Texas gets rained out a lot. You know, one of Brent's main sponsor, M&M Painting and Construction, they're out of San Antonio in that area. Go down to Devil's Bowl and some of these other places. They've gotten rained out, flooded out years past. So, it's just a hard time of the year to get racing in in general, and some there can be an argument made that they start too soon. Yeah, I think I think the problem is is that they start at Felucia during speed weeks. They count it as it's points. Beautiful. And then you have shits eight weeks until you could actually get into real racing, and that's even a debatable. Like April is still tough, no matter where you are in the country. So I think you could still try to schedule races all over the country, but maybe keep that a separate. Keep it a mini series or something. Don't make it the part of the actual main season. Like that as a national tour, you have to count them all, in my opinion. But I do agree with Jeremy. Switch the schedule around and at least get rid of that rule. If you know you're going to North Dakota and for some reason it's going to rain out, and right now you're in Kansas, give them a choice to go to Knoxville or wherever it is to go. Yeah, but make the rule you don't. They could do that, but the rule is, is the tracks that are racing nearby a 410 race that they're not in the outlaw schedule. Yeah, they're not allowed to race. Doesn't they change that rule around? But I'm just like, yeah, but it wouldn't be Knoxville. They can race at Knoxville anytime well, they just want. Thinking, just like, right. This first one, I don't know what else is in Kansas or near. For instance, like if they're Williams Grove and it gets rained out and and whatever that ha- happens, or they're still in town, they can't go run BAPS on a Sunday. Right, right, right. They're not allowed to. Get rid of that. You can't get touch rid of that. it. Like, no, it's just stupid. And I know why they do it. They don't want guys to go leave to go chase money elsewhere for whatever night. But guys don't want to do that for points if you're in the points battle anyway. Right. Yeah. This is when there's nothing else going on. You can go travel and make a living for yourself. Right. Like how much like, to leave the points battle to go to a different race that's not outlaw sanctioned. What are the chances you make more money doing that? I think it's slim and none. Let's uh, score 50. I was just going to say that. Go look at somebody like Jacob Allen, James McFadden, Brock Zierfoss. 
if you had that rule open right now, you think they're going to run the Outlaws up in Skagit? Or you yeah. think they're coming home and they go run Tuscarora 50? Because no, they could maybe have a better shot at winning 50 grand. No, they're going to Skagit because they're an outlaw. This is the moments where they have rainouts and they're stuck in North Dakota with nothing right. to do. But there's a 410 race 100 miles down the road. They can't go touch it because they don't. They're not. It's not an outlaw track. I, I agree. I'm just saying. I think that's what the outlaws are yeah. thinking with that rule. Is like we're not going to let you go thing. do that because you're out of it. You're you're, don't, you're okay. Don't schedule that's a race you know on Tuscarora I mean? 50 weekend either. Oh, do you think the outlaws are going to go around Tuscarora 50 weekend? Well, the thing is, I don't think that's. Really? Right, I know it's a different conversation, but if you didn't, I know they're not going to let that go because that's too much pride. But leave that weekend off and give your guys a chance to go run with the All Stars at the Tuscarora 50 Week. I know no. that's against their ego, but the All Stars yeah, do it for that. Happen only the other way around. Won't have any guys. They're going to make their schedule. There's no. If anything, they will go and take that Tuscarora 50 sanctioning away from the All Stars if they really wanted it. I don't think we want. That's that. correct. I agree. Because um, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was that. Anyway. So, super quick, Brad Sweet extends his lead with the Outlaws. Uh, nothing too special there. Barely knew they raced all weekend because all the shit going on around yeah. here. Yep. Um, not that it's not important, but they've had bigger events and weekends. Yep. Um, obviously, you talked about Tyler Courtney there. Um, but our shout-out, local, our boy, Jordan Gibbler, right? Fucking mint, bro. Jordan Gibbler, Let's fucking go, dude. First 5K win. First, first career 410 win. Um, you know, shout out to those guys. They've been working their asses off, and uh, the haters will say uh, there weren't a lot of cars. I don't that give a flying shit. It was five thousand dollars to whoever showed up. I do not care. Money talks, um, bullshit walks, baby. Let's go. Hundred percent. They won that race. They showed up. They ran their laps. They won the race. So it's a four ten race. I don't care where it is or who it is. AJ um, Flick was there. AJ yeah, Dan Shetler was there. Dan Shetler is not like he's not somebody. Yeah, I don't even care. I'm not even doing it. Jordan Givler, shout out, congrats, my guy. Proud of you. Um, who won up FDK. Deal with Devin uh, Borden? No, no, no. no. Uh, that was Blaine, Blaine Heimbach. Blaine Heimbach. Blaine Heimbach. You know what? Uh, I didn't actually know that. I don't know why I hadn't heard at we, all. We, at, we thought we it was information at, at Lincoln uh, that, oh. that Borden won at Sealands Grove. He won a heat race. He finished third, and Mark Smith finished second, and Blaine Heimbach won. So Blaine Heimbach, um, man. The half mile what master. Guy. Yeah, I mean he's he's so good at Sealands Grove. It's 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 he was always good there in the three sixteen, the four ten. Yeah. He's really learned how to step it up. He's gotten better at Port Royal, so uh, good for him. Good for him. For sure. And good for Sealands Grove. I know they didn't get a ton of cars. It sounds like they're gonna have a good amount of cars on Sunday. I think they're gonna probably have a full field, um, which we're gonna talk about here in a little bit. I mean they're gonna have a, a race on Sunday. I guess we can get them that right now. Preview this week. Um Williams Grove has a normal, a regular race on Friday. Am I correct? Yeah, I correct? believe so. Okay. Lincoln's running a regular show on for, on Saturday. Port Royal kicks off fair week, fair opener with late models, four tens, and late models. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Insider uh, stuff. Su- super and limited late models. Um, and then mm-hmm. Labor Day Classic on Monday. Uh, that one's always one. I'm getting there. I'm trying to just talk about Port Royal right now. So Sunday, Sealands Grove, four tens. Um, also running with late models, I believe, which are running for about like 12 grand. Shit ton of money. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a good show. Um, we're talking about, we're going, so we're going to have Camp DJ out at Port Royal. We're going to be there from 
we get set up on Thursday this week all the way till after Tuscarora 50. So um, if anybody's out there at Port Royal, come check us out. We'll be there. Um, but yeah, uh, so Port Royal will have their Labor Day Classic on Monday, 410s, wingless sportsman. Brett Perigo hopefully makes an appearance in the car. If not, he's going to be hanging out with the D-Gens, I hope. Um, and then you also got the four cylinders, which the four cylinders at Port Royal are always one of my favorite, uh, one of my guilty pleasures. Um, All-Stars go to Sharon for the Lou Blaney Memorial. Outlaws go to Skagit for 25K, which I think Skagit's a severely underrated track. Uh, they've really done a lot over the years. It's awesome track, and it's the fact that it's on the West Coast really kind of hurts it, but it's, it's a good uh, event that they put together up there and good racing. Yeah. Anything else you guys are looking for? I mean, then obviously the week after is tough score of 50. We got the three nights. We basically got five nights of racing at Port Royal in a week um, with Labor Day 2 and everything. So, Looking forward to getting back up to Port Royal. Love it. Um, super welcoming. Love going up there with uh, the Turn 2 Terribles. I guess I am one now. It's not with them. It's up as a you part are. Of you are. You are. You are a Turn 2 Terrible. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I need to take my camera and shoot other parts of the track too guys like i can't just shoot oh. turn two it's fine uh, it's fine it's okay but um no i looking forward to it I, I go camping labor day weekend so i rarely get out to a race um but we'll see how this year goes uh might pick off maybe i don't know maybe i don't want to go to lincoln again i love it but i don't want to go uh not as welcoming uh sometimes <laughs> so um uh when the security guards now say hello to me and they know who i am it's probably not the, what you want so yeah uh anyway but we'll see how this weekend goes but i'm excited for port royal man like i, I had a blast last year during tuscarora and and that whole event is just they do a great job there to be, yeah something to behold i mean it is awesome so definitely it's jumping so, into something that could it's not on natty open level yet by any means because natty open is that's the crown jewel of the area it's one of the crown jewels of the country but Tusca 50, Tusky 50 is definitely becoming a top three race, if it's not the number two race in the area for the entire definitely year. Number two race, in my opinion, the area. I mean, the outlaw shows, whatever, but atmosphere-wise alone, take the money out of it. Mm -hmm. Tuscarora 50 is number two. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Damn near top five wait. in the country. Yes. I can't it's wait. It's, it's always uh, very much an atmosphere to behold, for sure. So, like I said, we're going to be camping out there. So if anybody watching is uh, or listening is going to be out there that week, uh, hit us up on any of our socials. Come find us. We'll be camping out, you know. Um, down. We'll be there for most of the races. I don't know if we're going to be there for fair opener. Um, I'm thinking uh, the, the plan right now for me is go Sealand's Grove on Sunday and then maybe go straight and camp overnight. So I'm there for Monday. And then uh, I'll be there Monday. It Tusky Fifty. All three nights of the Tusky Fifty is tough just because of work. So I might. Oh, and that probably leads me into no show on Monday. Uh, we'll probably do it Tuesday, do it Tuesday or Tuesday. Wednesday. I say Tuesday. We have rain Tuesday here. It looks like we'll be home for posse racing anyway. Why Meteorologist Chris Lynn. I looked ahead. So <laughs> um, I think next Tuesday. Probably a little later, probably nine o'clock. I don't know what you trying to tell the weather eight days from now, dude. Bro, science. I was doing it with Bloomsburg, and, and it it's, still, fuck, it's still it's still backfired. Here's, <laughs> here's, it here's, how it, here's how here's how it works. If it's in your favor, it's fact. If it yeah. doesn't look good, it's ten days out. Uh, it's ten days so, out. It doesn't matter. 
But um, I think I don't know what what's Poxy have next week. Williams Grove, whatever. We'll be here. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'll um, be here. Let's um, yeah, real quick. I'm gonna I put racing, this up. I racing stuff. I racing. PA Posse. Here's our schedule for for September. We got a lot of big races. It reflects the schedule here. Oh yeah. Um, can't we can miss the Dirt Classic qualifier. Uh, I won't be there. Um, well, oh well, yeah. Are you talking about for podcast? No, for the Grove race. Which means yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Have to be there. We're gonna talk about that after. I, um, we're at Lerneverd tomorrow. Um, and then this is the schedule for September. So you got, as you can see, we're doing our Tusca Fifty, and then we have a seventy-five dollar to win National Open at the end of September. Shouts out George Wood, who puts on the posse. He pay, he pays out everybody out of his own pocket. He does such a great job with the league um, by just trying to make it as 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 much of a simulation as you can, um, and, and really recreating that posse. You know, in, in terms of. On Irie, good job. We got Smeal in there acting like Danny every week. So yeah, basically. And then um, playing Outlaws to the Posse, Dirty Old Basket League, and we did a pre-race show on Thursday for the na- uh, Nationals. It was a very, very awesome show, very fun show. Um, Aiden Beerline wins. A wicked kind. Match. A wick. It was so good between him, Mason Hannigan, Bray Nyler. What a race. I mean, there was times where they were three wide sliding each other. Um, a little bit of controversy on if you have eyes in the back of your head. but Or headphones. Or really, really great headphones. Um, but otherwise, it was a great race. I mean, that's just what you're going to have. You have guys at, the, at that level, those three guys, that caliber. Um, it, it's, it, you're splitting hairs to get an advantage on somebody and you don't even really have an advantage. You just got to almost get lucky. So not saying that Aiden got lucky. Aiden drove his ass off, but just because it was such a good uh, battle between three really great drivers, um, it, it was so much fun to watch and a really great event. How did your nights go? <laughs> Jeremy, start with you. So I ran hard knocks, um, finished two spots out of the automatic transfer to the A-Main. I was in fourth for, I don't know, like 30 seconds. Uh, got my way all the way up there and, and kind of blew it. So finished sixth in that, which put me from starting in the 10th in the D-Main to the pole of the C-Main, which was a bit, it's a big jump. Uh, got second in the C-Main. Tyler Shell snuck by me on the bottom, followed him around to the end. Uh, the B-Main was probably one of the more adventurous races I've ever been in for a B-Main. Uh, I wrecked, I don't know, three times, but only got damage of one of them, but it was enough damage for both wings. Hadn't really passed anyone yet, um, and then went in, got 40 seconds of damage repair, gave me a brand new top wing, and it was competitive again, and then they all crashed, and there was a yard sale at one point. Uh, it was like a Lincoln trade swap meet, you know, at the end of the year they have. There's parts <laughs> everywhere. Um, so ended up eight there, so I missed it by a few spots. I think I went 20th to 8th or something like that I think it would be so it was a good run I mean I really just screwed up my qualifying night put me in that bad spot but um, I had a great night overall I had a lot of fun on the pre-race show got to shoot the shit a little bit with KR on Turn 3 Network yeah, shout, shout out, out to those guys uh, put, put on a great broadcast uh, broadcast so spent a little time there was super rusty went back and watched it could barely hear myself talking uh, realized I wasn't prepared at all and was like I don't know there's a car he's third um did a terrible job there, but KR does a good job. He's a good sport, and 
and he enjoys the company. I know Adam Buchanan spent some time with him, and then uh, you know just watch that A main, watch those those three guys go out at Mason, Aiden, and Braden. You know they are pros Aiden, in iRacing. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. Um, they they're pros in iRacing for a reason. They they do a great job. They it was as an average iRacer, it was fun to watch good ones do it, and it wasn't just waiting for guy leading to make a mistake they didn't have to they were slide it was slide jobs there was top there was bottom they were cut down lines um you know it, it was super entertaining and i can't tell you who finished fourth fifth and sixth so yeah well, that's true I, I could a little bit but i know like i know zane did a good job he ended up up there um but really the show was those top three and, and the those broadcast didn't really leave them because because the racing was so good, you, you yeah, couldn't take your eyes off. Right. So you know, Chris, Chris with DOB did a great job. They ran ten straight nights, busted his ass. Like I was worn out, and I only ran like four nights. Like I was like, I'm glad we have a little bit of a break here. I've been playing eye racing for a week and a half. <laughs> so um, you know, they did a hell of a job. So we have a week break, and we start the DOB season. Three sixty and four tens wing sprint car racing. We're gonna we're super close to having both leagues broadcast with Tuesday and Thursday nights. Um, that Tuesday nights after Posse, so our own Posse League that we're in uh, is usually 7.30, and then uh, DOB will start at 9. Most times we're done in time to get over there. Yep. Um, so those two leagues work together well, and like two other leagues I know um, that don't work together well because he's, he's, he's a child. Dakota <laughs> likes that, that league, but I uh, won't we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, you know, Chris does a great job, and it's going to be a long season. He does a yes. hell of a job. It's a lot of, a lot of racing. He he, we talked about this a lot. Like you don't have a lot of drama in DOB anymore, because Chris is consistent. Yes. you know what you're going to get. You Chris know what he's going to do. Job. He does a great job, and it's never too anxious. I mean, they, back in the day, it got a little rough, and it's been calmed down a lot. So it's 18 and over this year instead of 30 and over. So it definitely opens up, um, opens up a lot of a lot more drivers. So there could be gonna have to have some patience and do your job to stay up front you know to make sure you're not in the in the in the, in the drama and the struggle but knoxville was a great time i had a great time with it i knew my 410s week didn't go the way i wanted to um but it was a good time chris <laughs> not even worth mentioning it's it's it is whatever you know b main put myself in the shit again i was lucky to even get to the b main on on thursday night um such a tough league, so much to learn, right? And how to drive and how to be aggressive. Um, still learning that and all that different stuff. So um, I'm excited. I kind of want to run as much of the season I can as I can for DOB. I don't know, just rub Chris the wrong way. I hope he hears this and knows that I'm coming to bust his ass for 20th. So um, <laughs> it's fun, though. Fun, fun challenge to do after our league, but. Uh, Knoxville didn't go. I mean, it went better than I thought it would. To be honest, I was expecting maybe sneaking through a C main, started 15th in the in the B, as it worked out. So, and then just you know, put my car in dingus. It's fine. Um, yeah, I'll tell you this, Chris. I I was in a position you were at one point with DOB, and when I joined up with a really good team, they said you gotta come run DOB, you gotta come run these leagues because you're not gonna get any better if you don't. That's where the right. good people are. And right now, there's not a lot of consistently top tier leagues. DOB is would be that right now um you know there's not a lot of the the pros like when i came up in iRacing that i mean it was stacked fields like it made me better i can assure you it made me better i'm not any better than anybody else out there but that competition made me better 
watching them, seeing how they run, how aggressive they are, when it when where the lines are. When you find the line, you better go fast with the line. So it will make you a better right. racer for sure. And, and and you're one of the people that told me that end of last season when I was going into a Prophecy National Open, and I kind of use that. I I just keep finding that line farther, but like. 360, 410 Nationals, great events. Both times started third in my heat. Both times dropped like a sinking boat, like the Titanic. So it's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll come back next year and we'll we'll sneak in there. I do think it speaks volumes to the league and everything that Chris Roberts does over there. Hmm. Um, but the top three guys that are uh, being interviewed for that race are based, are all pretty much saying it's top three, you know, event of the year for them is that was that race. So. A lot of a lot of emotions were running wild there and everything like that, and that, that's the reason why is because everybody it's such a well respected league. You know, you're against uh, some of the best on the sim, and uh, yeah, so it was it was a great event for me uh, as a spectator for the four tens. Uh, I mean, I ran in three sixties. I felt like uh, um, I, I could have maybe done something if I didn't go to Williamsburg on Thursday. I could maybe have made the feature. Four tens, I would have liked to see what I could have done. But, you know, other stuff takes priority. No regrets. Yeah, no regrets. Um, but as a, as a spectator, I have I have no regrets. That was so much fun. KR did such a great job with the broadcast. He, he came on the pre-race show. KR is an awesome dude. Um, he's, he's, he's very much... He, he very much matches the vibe of this podcast, I feel like. So, um, nah, hopefully, we can see him this week. <laughs> Perigo, it was here for you last week. The wingless car, that's what he's worried about. Go ahead, explain it. So, Perigo's in the chat <laughs> and he sees my diecast. So, I put this Jeff Gordon one here that has no oh, wing it's for Jeff Perigo, Gordon. Last week. but it's a wingless sprint car, just an asphalt one. So, it's fine. Perigo's solid, and the other one's a Al Hamilton, Fred Raymer one. He's up for a little bit here. One twenty-five scale. Gotta wait for Lance Lewis to show up. Jeff Gordon, I've tuned out. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was. That's Is that a an asphalt wingless car? Yeah, silver crown. From like, like Thursday awesome. Night Thunder back in the right. day. Beast. ESPN yeah, style. Days, yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick. I, it was actually the first time I saw so, fun fact on that. I was at Hendrick Motorsports. It was the first time I saw a sprint car diecast. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we have to buy this as a Jeff Gordon fan, of course. Mm. So I bought it with like my first 70 bucks I've had as a kid. It's fine. Nice. <laughs> Brett over here says Bloomsburg was fun too. True. First true rough track I've raced on. So there were some guys out there that like Brett was awesome. He finished uh, fourth. He. <laughs> He ran him so I, I gotta I gotta really explain this because the top three got out to such a lead in that sportsman race and he was buried back. I think he started sixth or fifth. And you know, he was battling and once he got around uh Wilbur and a couple of those other guys, he made up a half a lap in about five or six laps. And if he would he got he almost had third at the line of the feature. And I really think if he had about two or three more laps, he was probably getting the second. Not the the, uh, the winner. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. I apologize. He was Tony I, Jackson won it. Tony Jackson won. Yes. Yeah. Nobody was beating him, man. He was he was uh, throwing it everywhere. He was fast as hell. Um, yeah, the sportsman had. A, I think actually the sportsman might have had a better surface than the four tens, but because um, they reworked the track again after the four ten feature. But they, I, I, I'm. 
I don't really know from the grandstands. But it was so much it was so much fun just watching Brett rip the top, first of all. So true to the brand, rip the top, and then make up a half a lap at a few laps. Um and and challenge for a podium. He had a he had a good race and it was awesome seeing him do that. And uh we hope to see him at Port Royal on Monday. But I know they're going to the coin. Um so is Dad Karun Silver Crown on Saturday. So good luck to them. Good luck to the Perico family. Thanks, Brett, for coming out into the chat there. Um, and we're going to get into the final segment of the night. Drink it or dump it. Uh, give us your drink it and dump it in the chat if you're out there. Um, put it in the comments. Uh, who wants to go first? I'm going first because I'm going to take both yours. I'm going to hit you're both of them. You guys are going to have nothing to say. I'm gonna, okay. No, we all know. Who I don't know about that. There's, I think there's a lot of drinkets. I don't think there's that many dumpets this week. But go ahead. Drink it is Justin Peck. Um, hell of a weekend. Um, you know, he he's won races this year. He's had a, a lot of bad luck to have a consistently strong weekend. Um, you know, maybe Grove. You know, Posse obviously whooped ass at the Grove there, but I'm not completely shocked. I mean, it's not like they're trash at the Grove, Best but. Track. None of those guys in the all-star roster are superstars at the Grove. I mean, neither is Brad Sweet, right? Took him all those years to win at the Grove. So that place is just different. I mean, Lincoln's always been a challenge, but he had a hell of a week against our guys every night, right? So uh, that's definitely my drink it. And then my dump it is um, the EMMR crew. Um, that's just a tough a tough deal all around because those cars need to be enjoyed. They should be out there. Uh, to have it marred by something like that, while probably avoidable, does definitely change what the outlook for those EMMR ones do. Um, I know there's so many people that love the history and see those cars out there. So hopefully they can come to, you know, some sort of some sort of resolution where we can keep everybody safe and and yet enjoy these cars and and for what they are. So that's fine. I like those. Chris, Jordan Gibbler, drink it. Hell and yeah, Dakota, bro. And Dakota, even though he's a son of a bitch, Dakota too. Um, both of them got their first, I guess, 410 win for Jordan and first time ever as a crew guy for Dakota, as he said. Big time for them. Um, love that paint scheme, and J- Jordan's a nice guy. Dakota's a dick, but whatever. Um, good yeah, for them, though. Drink it up. Uh, <laughs> this kid, Dakota, you're so a dick. Dump it. I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I hate that strategy that Ryan Blaney and Truex used. That was dumb. I wouldn't have done that if I'm them. So I'm dumping it on their strategies because that was terrible. They honestly both deserve to be out because their strategies are stupid and Kurt Busch gave a pass. Cheers to that. So. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's a, such a sick picture. Mint. <laughs> Fucking mint. mint. All right, so. My drink it. I, there's there's a couple. I'm gonna give a couple honorable mentions. Um, one, I think NASCAR for getting both the Xfinity and the NASCAR Cup race fully in. You got to give them some credit, better or worse. They stuck with it. They did a good job. They tried to get the whole race in. They did their due diligence. I got to give them a shout out. That and the whole track crew. I also got to get the track crew at Williams Grove. A huge shout out for saving the guy's life the guy man i wish i remember wes wes uh he was also in turn three at uh at lincoln and he was the first guy to respond 
to the accident and 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 apparently did cpr and pretty much saved the guy's life so huge drink it to him and that whole track crew i know williams grove's safety has been questioned a lot and for good reason because they've had stupid things happen but um that could have been bad it could have been a lot worse than what it was so big drink it to them and shout out to chalk guy for pointing that out to us yeah uh, drink it to shot uh, chalk guy um if you don't know who chalk guy is i have my picture here you will soon i have my sticker here you'll you will soon um if you ever watch lincoln on flow he's the guy that does the chalk line for the restarts throws it up there he is right there. The chalk there guy is. right there awesome dude we're hoping to have him on um maybe in the coming weeks or in the off season we're definitely we had a good conversation with him awesome guy um and he's the one that gave the shout out to wes he he got up on his grandstand and he said hey you all saw what happened there on friday last night this is the guy that saved his life and, and i don't think anybody would have actually known if uh, right. he didn't do that I mean, so I shout out to him. yeah so perfect my definitive drink it though Brett Perigo, let's go. I was so amped watching him run. I know he it was, he almost had third. He almost had third at the line. It was so much fun watching him on a rough track and, and just for, for being an awesome dude. My dump it. You know you want to. Just do it. Give it to your boy. You know you want to. I'm going to give it to both Double D and the Bloomsburg track because <laughs> just the whole situation sucks, and I hate to have to try to defend it because it's hard to defend. But uh, no, screw that. Dump it out to Danny Dietrich for just being a dick. So that's where I'm at. Brett Perigo out here. Trick it to the guy who won $1 million. Dump it to the guy who only won 70 k Be better next time. Yeah, some of the bets on on the Daytona stuff was wild, man. It was uh, it was it was pretty awesome uh, to see some of the bets that were being placed and that were hitting. So, um, also, I guess a quick little drink at to Dakota Coon. Not only did he win five k, he also won like nine dollars at DraftKings. Nine dollars and fifty three cents in DraftKings. He beat I'm me rich. by five points. So he's rich. So, shouts out to Dakota too. Anybody else you want to give a shout out to before we get off the air here? Nope. That we haven't already. Yeah, man. Uh, a super quick one. Landon Myers going to have Jay Z photography stickers on the car coming up here. Uh, he wanted a couple. Stop by the race shop before they left for Sealand's Grove over the weekend. So nice. Uh, Brett Strickler and him were pretty close, and Landon wanted to get a couple stickers, so I got a couple out to him. And um, you know, just trying to support the racers, man. Like. It's been a weird year, and I know I've talked about it on here and uh, gotten a lot of grief in that world for what I'm doing. Uh, but ultimately, I'll continue to say it. I'm there for the racers and for the mm -hmm. teams, man. Like, that's my motive. That's my only motive. And at this point, if anybody don't like it, you can kiss my ass. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it, to be honest. I, I think you do a great job not just capturing everything for um, the racers and the teams but you also capture the vibe of the fans and everybody there. So you're doing it for everybody, Hence you know, shot guy behind you there and shot guy behind you. Hence that awesome picture you got of us, you know, walking in the pit lane. I think There's those are the moments too that you, and, and I know you get a ton of them throughout the night. And I think when you put those up, man, that really captures the essence of 
of what especially PA racing is. Try to, man. And I think it needs to be documented. I think it needs to be out there because it's a sport I love. I grew up with it. And as an adult, I've stayed with it. And, you know, there it's it's definitely a niche thing, but it needs to be celebrated. And, you know, if the tracks aren't going to do a good job themselves, mm-hmm. we sh- somebody, I, I, I'm not saying I'm needed to be that guy because it's certainly my choice to do it. But if I'm going to be there and be a fan, I might as well try to put it out there for everybody, you know? Right. I got one more drink and then dump it. And it's both. Um, Josh Aaron couldn't make it tonight. Won't be here until mid October. Uh, he's going overseas for a trip. Uh, we're going to miss you, buddy. We wish you were here tonight. We were really pumped up. To- I know he was the most thing he was most adamant about is he was very happy that Truex didn't make the playoffs. Not a fan, it turns out. Yeah, apparently not, which I can understand. To be the, uh, I think you were saying it too, and I I was totally in a, in agreement. Uh, you know, um, it was vanilla versus vanilla between Blaney and Truex. You know what I mean? It was I, like two boring ass personalities. Like you really didn't care if they were in or not. And they took such a wild card, like not like back in the day where it was you know they they could have been fighting for that that last spot in the playoffs and been seventh and eighth at Richmond. And are they going to wreck each other? Are they going to go for it? But this was a wrecked Ryan Blaney car with a truck trying to survive and a rain. And it just was anticlimactic. And honestly, it was kind of boring. They were watching the lead because it was it was Austin Dillon trying to make the playoffs. Right. Like it was it was all these things. It was just um, just took away from it. So Facebook, Facebook user is Travis Garner. Oh, he's here. Chalk guy. That's chalk guy. What's Go. going on, Chalk Guy? That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Shouts out, Chalk Guy. Awesome, dude. Welcome, so man. we're hoping to have him on here shortly in, in maybe a couple weeks here um, when some of this stuff gets knocked down. As you can see, we're over two hours already. So I got to go, man. I got a bedtime. What? Yeah, same here. I'm yeah. just here. So fly, Eagles, fly, Jimbo. I like it. <laughs> Let's go. Go, Old Birds. Jimbo. Hey, boys, have a great week. Yeah. Have a great night, guys. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. Uh, Like and subscribe, all that happy stuff. We'll see you guys uh, next Tuesday. Let's keep doing this thing, man. Join us. Have a little fun. Pop in, pop out, comment, share it. Tell some friends. Hopefully you enjoyed a few, three, four, five seconds of it. We're doing something right. Right. And stay tuned to socials. Big stuff coming. We'll get that down the road, though. All right. Have a great night, guys. See you guys next week. Tonight, second place finisher. Plenty of fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terror Boards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with, talk to. I, I really like them.